wrestling is hard. Where every side is the dark side of the ring. First up is the man responsible for AEW, Brandon. Hello, welcome from, um, where are you right now? The Outer Banks of North Carolina. So Amazing. Internet might is, cut in and yep, out. We'll see is, how this goes. We're going to give it our best shot. This is a true test of a working man's podcast. Sometimes uh, you got to try to swing it from the, the uh, basement of a family vacation home. So, And I'm completely miserable. So we'll make it happen. Let's see how it goes. The next up is the man assigned the task of NXT. Chris, how are you? Uh, I'm the only one that's not on vacation or miserable. <laughs> so I guess I'm doing good. Better than the two of us. <laughs> you I just to... have one. I just have one question, Brandon. Uh, how uncomfortable is that bed that I see behind you? Seeing that it's a vacation home, it must be made out of stone. You're on mute. <laughs> yes, it's like a prison bed, but it's not as uncomfortable as this uh, plastic lawn chair that I'm that I'm using to <laughs> to do the podcast from and <laughs> hold my microphone on. So. I don't think I've been in a vacation home happen. where I've enjoyed the bed. Unless never. it's a hotel. Never. 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 No, the hotel sucks, too. It's never in history have I enjoyed my sleeping uh, quarters uh, while on vacation. Yeah, I um, I think this year we're actually going to just buy one of those egg crate things when we go down to Ocean City for the year and just bring it with us just in case. Because every year it's just <laughs> the beds are fucking terrible. One year I stayed in uh, Brigantine. It was legit like I was laying on my own tomb. And they were just going to pour <laughs> the dirt on top of me. <laughs> like I was prepared for death. It was. I, I woke up and I felt like my ribs were bruised from laying on this thing. Yeah, that that that's brutal. But it, I got to tell you guys, it's nothing compared to the the ear beating I'm getting from a 78 year old grandmother about why I'm not married to her granddaughter yet and when am I going to propose? Is it going to happen down here this way? <laughs> Is uh, your um, lady friend? I'm not going to put her name on the internet. Uh, is your lady friend uh, Italian of descent? She is. Oh, good. Good luck with that. Good times. <laughs> Any advice there? Um, Nothing. You can always push her in the ocean. What? Say again, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said you can always push the old lady into the ocean. Yeah, you're not that far. <laughs> Kill Thanks, Devil Graham. Hills. Can I ask you a question? Since you've asked me so many questions, may I ask you one? Uh, yes. You're, oh, wait, she's Italian. I'm Italian, so I can do this. <laughs> may I ask you a question? Of course. So you may ask me anything you want. Can you swim? Can, well, wait, I'm sorry. Say again? Can you swim? Can you swim? Okay. Yeah. There you go. I was very quiet. I couldn't hear it. Can you swim? All right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Jim, and I get to talk about lots of Japanese stuff this week, so I actually have... A full shift. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. First up this week, we're going to talk about NXT this week. Comes on Tuesdays. It's first on our list now. Chris, how was NXT this week? I also watched. But go ahead. I'll let you run through some of the good stuff. Go ahead. So I'll, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Um, other than uh, one person's involvement. So I, I titled this web, this episode of NXT Regal loses control was my, was my summary of this entire episode. Um, I mean, everything they did in the beginning half of this show just was kind of building towards uh, in your house. or just setting up storylines. 
Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, other than one thing really happening in this show, I was kind of just meh about the whole thing. Okay, good, good, because I was also yeah. Uh, besides the first thirty to forty minutes of the show, I couldn't remember anything else. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they had they started off with a triple threat match: Pete Dune, Johnny Gargano, and Kyle O'Reilly to see who the number one contender is. Um. You know, I'm back on the Gargano needs to go away tip. It's, uh, I'm just, he, like he lost the title. I think that when somebody loses a title, it's the perfect opportunity to make you forget about them for a few months. Um, and, uh, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I just, you know, like I, 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 I've said this before. It's not that he's a bad wrestler. He's really good, but it's just, you know, he could be too much too quick, even as a baby face. So I'm kind of over that. Um, but the match just never really has a, uh, ending to it. Because Adam Cole runs in and uh, beats the shit out of, out of everybody, which was pretty cool. So we're bringing Adam Cole back into the title picture. Um, him being the only real standout part of this episode. All right, Brandon, I, wanna, I want Brandon to chime in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon, did you catch you? I advise, I advise yeah. you to watch the beginning of this show. Did you catch it? I did heed your advice. Yes. What? The first 32 minutes, um, I thought the, the the I guess I went into it expecting it to be good because I, you specifically reached out to me where I was like, check this out. Um, I thought that the match was entertaining. There were some interesting submission spots throughout, um, but they were like kind of muddied by some of the the Pete Dune finger manipulation thing. Like they get into this crazy spot where they're rolling it out of arm bars and Kyle O'Reilly looks like an at least to a novice looks like a pretty good grappler. And then he's gets caught in this spot where he's like, can't get out of this dick to butt finger manipulation three-way thing they got going on. It's like, well, if he just got, if he just did all that and somehow he can't figure out how to roll out of this. So some of that kind of took me out of it, but um, uh, for it being a match with no real ending, uh, wasn't mad at it. It was an entertaining opening to a show. Okay. The reason that I told you to check this out was, okay, so we have, this okay whatever match and then it gets interrupted by adam cole so we get run on number one adam cole comes in interrupts makes his demands gets thrown out of the building then immediately there's no cut to commercial or anything immediately ember moon runs into the ring challenges raquel gonzalez gonzalez comes out Ember Moon is not distracted by her music. Gonzalez, Ember Moon is waiting for Gonzalez to get into ring so she can fight her. Dakota Kai comes out of nowhere, attacks her from behind, lays out Ember Moon, starts beating the shit out of Ember Moon. The reason I say this is because this is the way you do run-ins. This yep. is per the way it was set up. Forget about the matches because the match was whatever, and when it got broken up by Adam Cole, the bigger outcome of the match was Adam Cole is back. Where's Adam Cole been? This is great. He did the one interview outside where he was sweaty, <laughs> and then and then he comes back and he does this he does this run in. Amber Moon does a run in. It's seamless. The first thirty to forty minutes of the show seemed like one big television show. This was all really well done. I thought this was like how you suddenly you have a pay per view that's coming up actually this week. How do you build to it quickly? Do it like this. This is how you do run-ins. You don't need 45 fucking people in the ring beating the shit out of each other for no reason and say, oh, it's faction war. No, this all made sense. All this made sense. Chris, thoughts? And, and, yeah, and also, like like I said at the beginning, 
it was all framed by the fact that Regal had completely lost control of the fucking show, right? So, like, Regal was back and forth and back and forth and screaming at everybody. You know, it was like, it was almost like the, um, you know, you find yourself. You, all right, so let me, let me draw a parallel. Being in the uh, bar business and some nights it's something happens and the whole night is just out of fucking control. And it's like almost subconsciously people pick up on that. And then you're just doing crazy shit. And before you know it, you're fucking screaming at everybody and emptying out the bar. And um, it was one of those situations. They did a really good job with this. Uh, And if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Please correct me if I am. But didn't didn't the it went Adam Cole, Ember Moon, right back to Adam Cole. Yes. I don't think that there was a break. So after the situation happened with Ember Moon, who, by the way, sold a kick to the stomach like Matt, like Matt Hardy. I'm just saying I caught it. But let's get that out of there. It just made me laugh. Um, after the, the Dakota Kai situation, then Adam Cole comes right back out. Yeah, he sneaks back in now, the building. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Regal, like, to your point, Regal is, like, predisposed with throwing Adam Cole out. So Ember right. Moon sees her opportunity, runs into the ring. Calls out uh, Gonzalez. Gonzalez comes out. They start going at it. Dakota Kai attacks her from behind. Regal is now distracted by what's going on in that ring. Disappears. Adam Cole sneaks in the back door through the trash chute. He climbs in through the trash chute like like Star Wars. And now he's involved back in. And he's doing a promo in the ring. This is really well done. I thought it was great. Yes. Excellent. Good storytelling. Very well done. Excellent. Um, Yeah, which leads into basically Adam Cole calling out. Uh, Carrying cross. Yes. Um, now this is know, where it got. This is where it got real dumb. <laughs> Go ahead. So, all right. So, yeah, you have this promo in the ring um, that you know they're trying to make seem like it's really going on in the back. Like this is real. They use words like politicking and things like that. And I came in as Adam Cole and you came in with the music and the girl and the this and the that. I don't I wouldn't go as far as to say it was dumb. No, I thought the promos were promos. The promos were fucking on. great. Adam Cole's promo was yeah. great. And um Karen Cross's promo was pretty good. Yeah. Do you want to hear what the dumb part is? Well, I'm gonna tell you what I think is dumb. Go ahead. I think it's dumb that uh, all of a sudden the champion says Hey, that's all right. I don't want to fight just one dude. Let me fight twelve, yes, and I don't have to get pinned to lose my title. Yes, it makes no fucking I sense. I think that was really sense. kind of silly, especially was, the way they yeah. built um, Karrion Cross. I'm sorry to keep stepping on you, but I just have. That's to fine. God, you you got more thoughts than I do about it. Karrion Cross has come across so far as being kind of a smart champ, and he's like, well, no, I don't want to fight anybody if I don't want well, to. I'm the champ. He, you should fight had, me. And now all of a sudden he just takes it and throws it in the fucking garbage and just says, oh, I want to fight everybody because I'm tough. That doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, he had that he had that um, that promo where he was saying, I don't have to go in the back and worry about what everybody else is talking about. You guys got to come to me. And that's the way it is. You don't go in the back and challenge guys. Guys have to come up and prove themselves to you. You're the top guy. You're the champion. They got to get title shots. You don't go walk back there and be like, oh, you're – you're the 10th ranked fighter in the UFC. I'll fight you. I don't like you. You come challenge me for, that's not how it works, man. So, you know, I mean, you know, not in this universe. It doesn't yeah, make well, much I, sense. That's what I said. At least I said UFC because I actually said 10th ranked. And then I just started thinking, well, wait, WWE doesn't rank people, but you understand what I'm saying. Right. Um, so yeah, 
not to mention Adam Cole throwing a temper tantrum, ripping the shit off the table, and chucking the fucking bottle of water at him. Yeah, that was great. And it hit, um, it hit, uh, what's the woman's name? Scarlett Bordeaux. Scarlett Bordeaux. And this looked like, it looked, it convinced me that they were pretty pissed off at each other. Yeah, because he was saying, he was saying, without the mic, he was saying, don't let him leave. I'm going to smack him in his face when I get back. I'm going to smack, I'm going to smack him in his face. And he said, motherfucker. You saw him mouth motherfucker. And he also said, he called him this gas station weasel. That's what he called. Yeah, he called him Cole <laughs> Gas Station Weasel. Gas Station Weasel. Everything, the oh, bookends this, of this show yeah. were good. Everything yeah. in the middle was kind of forgettable. Brandon, you have any thoughts? No, I think <clears throat> I think you nailed it. The only thing I'll say is I, you know, I'm cramming this stuff in back to back last night, so I'm watching a couple different shows with crowds, and then you go to NXT still in that little little room. Uh, a lot of the impact was lost on me with Adam Cole when he's standing on that table yelling, this is my show. I am NXT, whatever he's saying. And they just zoom out into this like weird little like sh- shitty dungeon area with like 10 people in it. Uh, not, not, I, that's kind of NXT's game, but it's like, just it made it look minor league that it's like, this yeah. is my show. And it, also NXT in the- is, well, NXT is pre tape, but, but they're pumping in crowd reaction which is the main roster thing, which is one of the reasons why the main roster was completely unwatchable at this point. They were pumping in a, this is awesome chance throughout the show. And yeah. you know, uh, fight forever chance. They were pumping that shit in. Like yeah. there's no way that the 25 to 40 people in that crowd were making that much noise. It was just like, yeah, we got to get that back was to my crowds. Yes. Yes. Now that AEW's back and I'm watching other stuff that's back, it, it's starting to stand out more. We'll talk about something, you know, I didn't put in my notes. I will put in my notes. There's something about AEW right now that is kind of bugging me out about the crowd. And I'll put in my notes now to talk about it, but um, later. Uh, Chris, do you have any any final thoughts on um, NXT? No. Uh, you know, tag team match, MSK versus Yagato Del Fantasma. MSK wins. Who gives you shit? I really don't care. The only thing good about this match was Santos Escobar was hanging out by the glass and Bronson Reed fucking mauled him. Yeah, was that was the only thing even even remotely interesting. I mean, the, I match, think was, I was, the match was pretty good. I mean, it was like yeah, high impact. It, and both these both I, these uh, these tag teams will beat the shit out of each other and fly all over the place. But right. it kind of was like, mm, we're getting to something else. Um, the only question I have, and I don't, I get their names confused, uh, with you got the Del Fantasma, but one of them I believe is American. I have to look pretending to be That's Mexican. Fine. No, he's I mean, re- he might be Mexican American. I mean, no, he's Mexican American, but he's putting, instead of just being an American, like a Mexican American, he's kind of putting this really bad foreign accent on <laughs> and he goes in and out of it. So that's all on point. I just something I noticed. I don't know if anybody else noticed it. I don't give a shit. The guys are awesome, so it doesn't matter. They're you mean he's great. like going? He's pretending a a heavy Mexican accent. Yeah, he's saying. pretending that he has a heavy Mexican accent, but he he'll lose it mid sentence and then get I, it back. I, I noticed that as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's just something it's like, I noticed. It's a Kofi Kingstonism. <laughs> yeah, they always well Kobe Kingston says never he said it never fake it. I'll tell everybody never fake an accent. Right. Because <laughs> then you have to stick with it your whole career. Brandon, any questions, thoughts, concerns coming out of NXT? We got a we got a pay per view coming up. I guess we should talk about it real quick. Yeah, it's the uh, it's in Tucson, I believe. No, it's actually the thirteenth. It's this weekend. Oh, it's this weekend. Yeah, real quick because we don't know all the matches. I'll just go through some of them. Um, Raquel Gonzalez is going to fight 
Ember Moon for the title. Chris, thoughts? Anything? No, none. I, I, right. I think we know where that's going to go. Okay, so we got Mercedes Martinez versus Jia Li with Boa and Mei Ying. This is a revenge. Um, they've been building as a revenge match from the Mae Young Classic from like it's kinda weak. four years ago. It's kind of weak. Um, I mean, I'm Jai, not. Jai Lee's going to win, right? Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, that's what Mercedes Martinez is there for. Hmm. She's the uh, utility infielder at this point, right? Hmm. She put her in with somebody she's going to put a good match on. She's one of these uh, wrestlers that is really good, is good, but for some reason her body type makes her look very lurchy and awkward when she's in the ring. Are you talking about Mercedes Martinez? Mercedes Martinez, yeah. She looks like just rough in the ring, but she's really good at what she does. But just certain, like, you know, certain she's kind of like lanky. Right. You know what I mean? And it just looks, she looks really clumsy, but she's not. I just, I just find it odd whenever I watch her um, that, that a body type just can throw everything off when you're watching it in the ring. That's all. Oh, well, I mean, I, I guess, um, what's her name on the main roster? It's running away from the uh, doll. Shannon Baszler? Shannon Baszler so has a similar body type. Uh, yeah. Punching, like. Right loping body type where it's loping. shoulders and oh, arms yeah. and yeah. yeah well you know it's funny because if you looked at like back in the day wcw if you ever watch any of those which i'm sure jim you're not going to anytime no, I soon will, i will never watch but, it, thank you. but if you watch like those early ones when Das wonderkind was in there he was looked lurchy because he had legs that were like eight feet long and this short upper body <laughs> and he was like an amazing wrestler but he just looked really weird in the ring find another podcast that mentions Das wonderkind at this point no one ever talks about that guy no. anymore. No one. Brandon, questions, thoughts about that? Those two matches. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Zaylee in, in that one, but uh, I don't really think that either of these are going to get me to tune in. So let's keep moving. No, neither. Uh, how about Cameron Grimes versus La Knight? I think this is the one that everybody wants to see. Brandon, what do you Correct. think? I'm going to go with La Knight here. I feel like we get some Ted DiBiase action potentially. Right. Uh, this is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. I hope we have a stick. We've been talking about it for weeks. Stipulation: Cameron Grimes loses all his money. <laughs> Not all just his, his Q1 earnings, his Q2 earnings. <laughs> his Q2 earnings. Q2 earnings. Chris, thoughts? Um, yeah, it would make sense. You got uh, uh, DiBiase with um, Dubois with LA Knight. The only thing I, I was just thinking, I'm wondering this because it kind of came out of nowhere. That is this a because Vince has been known to do this. Is this a Vince throwing a guy a bone because he's really in a jammed up spot right now? Because it might be because he mean? came out of nowhere. Well, we haven't seen uh, DiBiase and in, in no mention of him in a long time. We were talking about him being in a rough financial spot because of his kid. Um, Check your text later. <laughs> yeah. You know, people just these people just don't respect the podcast. Um, I uh, I'm just wondering if, you know, because. Vince McMahon has been known. How? Give this guy a couple weeks of work so we can make some money. I'm just curious. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. And also there was a match between LA Knight and Jake Atlas on uh, on this week's NXT. I would imagine Jake Atlas might work his way into this match and make it fun. I don't know. And the final match is Karrion Cross versus the entire roster, which I really don't have any interest in. A fatal five-way? Uh, Are you fucking serious? I, mean, dude, I don't like fatal, so, fatal three-ways or whatever the fuck they're called. Like I so I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say this when we were talking about the the initial match, the match that started the show off. All these matches are, we've talked about it a million times. All these matches are dudes hanging outside the ring waiting for their turn, and 
now you're starting to see the new thing that they're doing is how do I do the moves that I do to one guy, to two, or to three, or Multiple to four, people, or to right, five, yeah. and make people kind of laugh, just get a reaction like, ah, oh, that was cool. Because that's the most you get out of those matches is, oh, yeah, that was cool. Being that these guys are smaller guys that are going against Karrion Cross, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't squat them all. On his shoulder? Yes, I want him to squat every single one of them. Brandon, yeah, any thoughts sense. on this match? Yeah, I feel the same. I'm surprised this is only a four-fight card. We, we, we really still all, have a week. Like this, tonight, tonight as we're recording tonight, they'll, there'll be another episode of NXT. I would imagine they'll add another card, to, another match to it. Yeah, there'll be a tag team match, you would assume. Right. But Which ahead, will Brandon, most likely be some sort of triple threat for the tag title because they got to work another team in. All right, Brandon, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. All we all we really ask for is logic. Um, logic would would tell you that if someone offers the chance or offers to fight five people at once, four people at once, however many it is, they deserve to lose. Right. Hopefully, that's what we get here. But I wouldn't be surprised if Karen Cross just squashes all these little little men. Little men. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say it's more to your point. Like this is the stupid move. The champion's making dumb move. Raquel Gonzalez got beat up by Ember Moon before she got her ass saved by Dakota Kai. Why? Because the champion came down the ring in fucking high heels to get into a fist fight. Right. She got thumped. Dumb champions. Right. <laughs> Good point. I didn't even think of that. When you show up in your dress clothes to get in a fist fight. Come on. Mm-hmm. We all know, living in Philadelphia, first thing you do as a woman, me being a woman, First thing you do as a woman is take your shoes off and throw them at the, your opponent. Yeah. I've seen plenty of those we, videos. I think I've had it happen to me uh, from time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. Um, so we all watched the A&E uh, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, correct? Yeah. Correct. All right. Uh, Brandon, I'll let you start this off. What are your oh, thoughts no. On, your, thoughts, <laughs> your thoughts on Shawn Michaels. Go ahead. And his wonky fucking eyeballs. Yeah, I mean these A and E. I was hoping I didn't have to go first because Chris, Chris, kind of Chris, would you like to go first? I mean, look, yeah, um, no, I don't want to go first, but I will. You know, first of all, let me help you out. Can I help you? I, out? Yeah, you help out. You okay. go first. Here's my. This is this is how I do these these uh, documentaries. Number one talking point. Marty Jannetty looks like fucking dog shit. Chris, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, I concur with that. That's usually the thing is when they show the old guys and I go, whoa. <laughs> I mean, we'll get Yo, we'll get into something teeth. similar later and we'll talk about it. Like Marty yeah. Jannetty, like Marty Jannetty lost his teeth and Shawn Michaels lost his eyes' ability to look forward. Yeah. Like, what's up with these dudes? Chris, Brandon, yeah. Brandon, go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I'm in, I'm on vacation this week. I mentioned that, and somebody had a, a medical medical marijuana vaporizer last night, so I was hitting that to try to get to bed, and I put the Shawn Michaels thing on, and I, I got distracted for about ten minutes on that, thinking, now did Shawn Michaels leave Marty Jannetty because he looks like such a piece of shit, or does Marty Jannetty look like such a piece of shit because Shawn Michaels left him? He didn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> Every time you, got real, you got a real chicken and the egg right there. I think. <laughs> I think I think he uh, I think it was a combination of both. I think there's no there's no true answer. Those right. those late nights in La, in Las Vegas, man. 
Should I do? <laughs> Martin Gennetti's teeth just started rotting out of his fucking mouth. Yeah, I, I, made, sure to, brother. I made sure to get the uh, all of the, the Shawn Michaels cocaine clips recorded onto my phone, and I was sending them out to my friends. I was, I thought that was <laughs> this could be funny. you. This could be you. Unbelievable. I like Coke. Coke's the best. I love Coke. That first <laughs> line of yayo. Yayo. He called it yayo. Was it him or was it Sean? Wait a minute. That might have been uh, Jake the Snake that talked about the yayo. No, that was it could have been either of them. I, I watched it about 15 times, crack it up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right, Chris, I'll, before I step all over your joke, what would you think about the Jesus part of the show? Because this is when I tuned well, out. When they started listen. talking about Jesus, I kind of zoned out of it. Oh, this is when I perked up. <laughs> this is what I got what? the big smiley face emoji face. I was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> here we go. Here's some good material. So, you know, the old saying, when God closes a door, closes a window, he opens a door. Yes. Okay. I've heard well, that appara- before. Yes. Apparently in Shawn Michaels' life, when God fixes your back, he rips out your eye. <laughs> 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 I mean, I guess that was the trade-off. To sit there, I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? I'm not even apologizing for this. I don't give a fuck. To have an adult human being. Somebody responsible for the lives of others say that a mystical force from beyond the clouds fixed the man's back. It's fucking was, absurd. But he prayed. He found he this prayed. preacher. He prayed, and the preacher said that he just started breaking down in tears. Oh, my God. Fix my back. Yeah, oh, Jesus, checked, yeah, Lord in heaven, yeah, space cool. God, star it's God. Cool. The place where the ultimate warrior is from. These guys shit on the ultimate warrior, but they're worshiping him. He yeah, is from I, you know, space. The, fuck, man? the man from parts unknown fixed my back. And he did. Listen, listen. You know why he started crying? Because his body was going through withdrawal. That's, That's how it works. Yes, yes, it is. Okay? When you say, I don't want to do drugs anymore, all of a sudden, all the guilt smashes your head like a fucking anvil, and you yes. tend to have a little nervous breakdown. It's the way it works. It wasn't God intervening. You fucking wonky eyed twat. <laughs> I don't thoughts. think it was because. Oh, fuck that guy. I don't think I, it was. Know, hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Chris is on a roll. Go ahead. He is, worshipped as, he is worshipped as the god of fucking pro wrestling. I never liked this fucking guy. I never fucking got it. Why is he considered so fucking good? When I can think of five guys immediately that I would rather watch during that era than that dick. That drank and did as many drugs as he did, too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he acted like a complete fucking cunt the entire time he was around. Fuck that dude. Brandon, thoughts? You don't think uh, one Fuck of my favorite... shit. Yeah, <laughs> let's all go home now. I, I enjoyed Mrs. Hickenbottom trying to insert herself there and noting that she specifically gave Shawn Michaels a Bible for Christmas one mm-hmm. year, like the, the implying the fact that there was a Christmas morning where he where he got handed his first Bible and then sat there and, and consumed all of the knowledge within it and, and became a different person. Had never <laughs> seen one. He had never seen one before. <laughs> and he looked upon this Bible and he said, a book. I've never read one before. What is this like? Let me read the entire thing. I've been saved. First of all, Mrs. Hickenbottom, I got to say, very attractive <laughs> old woman, very attractive old woman. But, um, yeah, I don't buy any of this. I think it's all bullshit. I turned it off as soon as Jesus fixed his back. I was done. I was like, I was... Yeah, Jesus, imagine, and it was imagine. legit 20 minutes of Jesus fixing his back. I turned it off. 
they were like, and then we're going to go into the Ric Flair story. And I was like, you know what? And you got that dickhead that works for WWE telling me how great all these things are. It's like, motherfucker, fuck you. What's his name? Rosenberg? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. that guy. He's one of those guys that, like, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that a lot of people say how talented he is in the ring mm-hmm. and how noticeable that is. But for me, as a someone that knows what i know i'm always looking for the like information it's like just give me one like inside baseball thing where they explain something that Shawn michaels did during these where i can be like oh okay that a normal person wouldn't do that or your average wrestler wouldn't do that we get none of that they don't really do any any detail into like why he's the best it's just kind of that he's good and so move on from there yeah so 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 you look at certain guys okay so you look at I'm going to use Bret Hart as an example, okay? Bret Hart, every move he – the reason why he was as good as he was was it's very obvious. He Every move he did, he did almost perfectly, like a legitimate grappler would do. His technique was sound. And also and also in a, in a storyline aspect of telling stories with the moves, he was so yes. deliberate when he did the moves that you were like, Right. You built to the oh fuck moment when he put you in it. Right? Right. Exactly. Right. right? Uh, you look at a guy like, then you look at a guy like Ric Flair. Okay. Ric Flair, widely considered one of the greatest of all time. Yo, watch him in his prime for five fucking minutes. You don't need an explanation. Right? You watch that guy do a promo and do a match in the mid 80s, mid South, guys, or mid Atlantic, guys fucking amazing. You don't need the explanation. I, I just I ne- I remember when I was younger I never understood why he was consp- considered to be the greatest okay. wrestler of all time. I'll, I'll my idea of why he's considered up there, <laughs> and the reason why he is considered there is give me stand up for Shawn Michaels. I, I actually am. I'm sorry. I apologize. Do it. All right. He's a piece of shit. Drug addict. No, whatever. Uh, Jesus uh, ball licking to get himself out of trouble for uh, doing drugs and abusing people for the rest of his life and uses as an excuse. Piece of shit. But um, he was a smaller guy, and he inspired an entire generation after him of smaller guys to become professional wrestlers. That's what why people look at him. His performance in ring, yes, of course, he was excellent at selling. He, his offense was pretty cool. But when it comes down to it, when people look back in time, a lot of people look and they say, the reason I got into wrestling is because I got, saw a guy the size of Shawn Michaels and realized I could do it. Which is another reason, like, you look at a guy like Daniel Bryant now, he will inspire people. In five years, you'll be seeing people that be like, Daniel Bryant is the reason I got into pro wrestling, because I thought I was too small my entire life. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I'll give I you think, that. I, th- I think that's, I think guys that are in the industry, I can't explain why they say he's the greatest, maybe because he bumped all over the place for him. But I think people, like, getting into professional wrestling of a certain age, Probably at Brandon's age, like, you know, close to 30 years old, guys that are in professional wrestling probably look to Shawn Michaels as the greatest thing they have ever seen in their entire lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just I'll defended Shawn Michaels. I just defended Shawn Michaels. I can't believe it. Fuck that guy. Brandon, any final thoughts on the Shawn Michaels documentary? No, I mean, you look behind the curtain, it's somewhat underwhelming, right? These guys are high and drunk all the time. Not a lot of thought going in through most of their careers. You get in, they get injured, same old story. Uh, I don't expect A&E to do this, but I would be interested in, in, like I said, somebody giving me a little bit of detail into what's actually happening that makes this guy interesting. Triple H alludes to the fact that he comes back after four years, and he's in, he's incredible in the ring. 
Well, what happened that made it made you feel like that? Give me something interesting. People, adults want that information that would make them understand what they don't see up front. It's not all for pro wrestling fans. They don't really give you any of that. So that yeah, I, I'd like to see them in all of these get more granular with why they yes. feel the way they feel. Right. I mean, remember, we're in the age of, you know, listening to podcasts that are three and four hours long. Right. Go listen to like Dan Carlin, right, who explains every facet of everything he's talking about. And, and if you're into that, it's riveting. Right. You want to know these things. So it's just like, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. It's just like, oh, yeah, I always thought he was the best. Why? Go to, well, go to, an go example. to Sam Roberts. specific examples. Yeah, I don't want to listen to yes. Sam Roberts. Like, like I want to listen off. to somebody work with him. Give me specifics. And don't you like if you want to use terminology within the business, that's fine. But break that down, too. We we're going to be able to talk about with the fucking whole grizzly fucking Smith thing. Like we're not all fooled by the smoke and mirrors anymore. We know yeah. that it's we know it's performance art, man. I want to know what makes these people great that you say are so great. But I, I, and I, I promise that's interesting to not just the three of us. That's interesting to the average viewer that would Anyone. never even be aware that that was part of what pro wrestling was. If you could explain that level of whatever that perceived talent is by the rest of the staff, if someone would actually do something like that, that would be interesting to everyone. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm a baseball fan. Um, this is, you know, my girlfriend could have been lying to me, but I had her watch a video of Barry Bonds and and this ace pitcher talking about facing each other, and they're going in detail, pitch by pitch. And yeah, it's it's detailed technical stuff, but even someone that doesn't give a shit about the sport is like, wow, I never realized there was that much thought behind what was going on in that moment, and it made her like baseball more than she did before. Like, give me something, if that's if that's what the guy is. Give me that. I think that that would do well for them. That's it. That's all I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on. Speaking of, how about that Dark Side of the Ring episode? <laughs> <laughs> this was yes. the darkest of this the dark sides. The dark all right, so for our listeners out there, I just gave a little trigger warning about um, incest and rape, pedophilia. Those things uh, might be mentioned here, so. If you don't, I mean, no one likes it, but if it's going, if you've dealt with issues like that in the past, then maybe you might want to fast Grizzly forward. Grizzly Smith about. likes it, dude. Yeah, he does like it. Uh, maybe you'd like to fast forward a little bit, but uh, yeah, who wants to start? Where do you start with this? All right, I'll start in the positives. Baby Doll on television. I can't believe it. Love it. Baby Doll. Love it. She has the same fucking hair. She has the same hair. But with a bandana. She looked the same, but she just looked old. Yeah, I, I always like when she pops up because she was like the valet. When we were growing up, mid eighties, she was it. Baby doll was like, men were fist fighting over her. Yes, she looked good. I was, you got a couple shots. I wasn't familiar with Baby Doll's work, but she looked good back then. And she used to be a wrestler, so she was she was not a small woman. She was a big woman. No, no. Who who forced? Oh, it was. <laughs> Magnum so, TA. Magnum TA. She used to be with Tully Blanchard, of all people. The, you know, the poor man's Ric Flair. And Magnum TA was feuding with uh, Tully Blanchard. And Baby Doll got in his face and started screaming. You mess with Tully Blanchard. You're not going to mess with him. And he goes, you just need a real man. And he forced himself on her. Yeah, this is The whole television. crowd loses their shit. They're screaming. The women in the crowd are wooing. 
and baby Crockett. doll like she's fighting at first and then she just gives in and her arms go limp oh. and she just starts making out with Magnum TA. Dude, I mean, like, think about it. James Bond's been doing that since the '60s, forcing himself on women that didn't want him. So, um, a little problematic you know. in 2021. But... Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I'm just saying that at that time, that was that wasn't like that was the norm, right? That was like a, a, a macho man was just like it was just like ah, take what I want, and you're gonna like it. And then you, <laughs> then the woman would naturally just melt at his manhood his and his sexiness, his desire and his ability to take what he wanted. It reminded her primordially. It reminded her of the hunters of old. Who'd track the woolly mammoth and bring home the food, right? Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah, let's Excellent. Let's go with that. Brandon, what do you think about Baby Doll getting forced upon by uh, Magnum Zia? Baby Doll looked like, you know, those, I don't know if they still sell them. Those like little dinosaurs that you could get that you would, you would throw in the pool and they would slowly expand and absorb all the water over time. <laughs> the, the, the 80s Baby Doll today, it was like a, uh, they took it, they're, 80s baby doll and just like let it soak in margarita mix and then that now that's what they that, that's what you get after 30 years yeah i don't want to make light of this episode because i think that this is of all the episodes that i've watched of the show this is probably the most important and most you should probably watch this because it exposes a lot it's of, of a story it's a very dark story especially if you're into true crime it's a very dark story, but I think this was the one, one that I found the most interesting, in my opinion, because I knew of the, you know, just through wrestling rumor and innuendo of eventually down the line, you find out that Grizzly Smith was a fucking disgusting pedophile, but just the depths and the um, circumference the, 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 that it affects everyone in his family and the way it branched out and his wife was jerking off Jake the Snake and I, I don't f- it was all too much. fuck 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 Chris thoughts uh, well first of all I just looked they, Baby Doll is 59 years old I was just checking oh, she um, good for 59 I'll say so a couple things number one positive I had no idea until I watched that last night I watched it that Jake Roberts, Rockin' Robin, and Sam Houston were related. Okay. No idea. Okay. I had no idea. Which it's very rare when I watch these wrestling documentaries that something goes, holy shit, I had no idea. Because it's usually a rehash of all the other shit you've seen before. The other thing is, is that, like, Jake the Snake had his, you know, his piece of shit. Um... But you look at the difference between a piece – listen, you look at the piece, difference between a piece of shit for the things he did with Jake the Snake and a piece of shit for what Shawn Michaels did. Hmm. Shawn Michaels seems to be very okay with the fact that he was a piece of shit. Hey, I was on drugs. I'm fine now. You know, Everything's good. Do? I found Jesus. Jake the Snake – Jake the Snake found fucking he's yoga. Fucking, he's a fucking disaster still. So, you know, I mean, it's just it's 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 terrible that any human being or any group of human beings would have to go through what they went through. Um, the 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 picking up the young girls on the on the road with their parents letting them down. I mean, this is like you're talking about like some like backwoods fucking Georgia fucking Southern. He going to marry my daughter at 12 years old. Like, 
What the this fuck? Is, no, is this is worse going than this. this that's completely now, predatory. This was predatory. Oh, shit. no, I, no doubt. But apparently the parents were letting it happen of the girls. The one girl got picked up and the parents waved her off as she was in the mm, car. What, mm. what the fuck is going on here? And well, the best, I'm, you I'm, know, talking, I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to two underage pretzel salesmen. Did, did that piece of this come off as bizarre to you guys as it did to me? Or is that more reasonable given the time and place i think it's more reasonable time and place but i don't I, like wait, just wait, hold on hold on what, what do you what do you think wait wait, wait a sec say this again if uh, i don't the, understand the question. It, go ahead Brian, the whole part you... that you referenced the whole part that you referenced about the you know picking up the girls on the road and they're like they're going to go do their thing um to me it seems you know it seems fairly obvious in hindsight in 2021 not to to let someone like grizzly smith take your daughter into a car and go do whatever he says he's going to do for her career for cash or whatever else. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, given the, your guys upbringing, I was asking if it seemed as bizarre to you as it did to me. Huh? I say, yeah, I don't I, go ahead. Chris. I, I say it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, I say that, yeah, I don't know. No, I, uh, I, I, it's I, fucking I, bizarre. I don't, I don't think it was bizarre in the time and place. I think that this man, used his manipulative powers that he's been using his entire fucking life to yeah. convince someone in parents um the parents of the kid that we're you know in the story we're told about that baby doll tells um were probably told that she was going to get some kind of career help or make some money mm -hmm. or something like that and being that it was 70 whatever yeah uh, you know like child abductions weren't a big thing until the late 70s early 80s like no one really even paid attention to them until until America's Most Wanted guy's kid got kidnapped. Yes, until yeah. that happened and it became national mm -hmm. news. Then all of a sudden it was like, oh wait, kids are getting abducted all over the fucking United States. People used to hitchhike until the fucking 80s. They hitchhiked all over the country. Yeah, we used to see them when we were kids down the shore. You would see people hitchhiking. Yeah, there's still a sign you know? getting mm -hmm. off the Garden State Parkway onto the uh, Atlantic City Expressway. There's still a sign hitchhiking is prohib prohibited. It's still there. Like this was so, very commonplace. Yeah, so, I agree with Jim on that one. I just yeah, didn't yeah, see I, my head wasn't wrapping around what you were saying. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it was considered like, oh yeah, you're gonna help my kid out, great. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, he's pulling over the side of the road and kissing her. Oh my god, and he's dead. Fuck him. But um, yeah. to change to change the subject a little bit to get a little bit lighter on this episode, uh, how about fucked up Jake the snake pulling his snake dick out in front of kids? All fucked up. Did, you guys Did they that say part? that? Yes. He, he was, was he was, was had the snake it. and he was holding it like it was his dick and flapping it around in front of a room full of kids. You know, you yeah. didn't see that? Yeah. Oh God. That must have been the thirty belly? seconds I missed. Do you, do you remember when he had I remember do you remember when he was in triple A and had that big belly? Yeah, he was in AAA with he was um, wrestling in AAA with Sherry. Yeah, the most beautiful girl in the world woman in the world, yeah. Sherry yeah. Martel. Yeah. Yeah, he was just like a giant he fat is. man that was falling all over the place in AAA. Uh, yeah, this is this pretty... is a good story of uh, shit rolls downhill, right? Yep. True. Yeah, man. I mean, fucked everybody's life up. Everybody around them. Sam Houston spent, what, 20 years in jail for DUIs? He had like 30 DUIs? Mm-hmm. He got off because his dad got him off all the time? Yep. So if, anybody wants, so if anybody wants to say white privilege doesn't exist, there it is, brother. Yeah. 
Also, Sam Houston had a police badge shirt on that had a biohazard symbol in the middle of it. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Is that code for something? What was that? Yeah, that was yeah, it was code for um, the, the greatest sickness? biohazard album of all time, the Mataleo. I don't know. <laughs> that was I will a bio, say it's that, a, that was a biohazard. Brandon, go ahead. There's there's nothing funny about drinking and driving, but I will no, say it's a, it, it's it's a very Texas thing for the the DUI record holder to be a, a professional wrestler named Sam Houston. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Not only was a state hero and national hero, he also was holds the record for drunk driving. <laughs> oh my oh, god. god. And it, listen, and, it, and, and it's and it's the fucked up thing about that was is that if it wasn't for Mothers Against Drunk Driving, he would have still continued to get away with it. Yeah, they did. Somebody a got research. their hands. Yeah, they got their hands on this. We're like, you got to throw this son of a bitch in fucking prison. And according to the documentary, I guess they found the sheriffs that weren't arresting people, and then they tracked it down to seeing this professional wrestler Sam Houston had well over thirty DUIs. And who was it? Who was it that said it was like got caught with you know this many? How many did he get away with? It was, I think it was Jim Cornette. Oh, Jim Cornette. Cornette. It's like, how many times did he, was he drunk driving and he didn't get caught? Oh, and then the, the, the other daughter disappeared. She was going to be murdered. What the fuck? Yeah, they, well, no, they did murder. Grizzly Smith fuck. didn't want to, to investigate. Yeah, don't worry about it. Fuck, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I almost I almost felt bad for making fun of Jake the Snake, which I which I hate to say out loud because it's been I haven't laughed that hard in a while, but I'm like, damn, this dude. Can't even comprehend what what he's thinking on a daily basis. <laughs> well, I was about to say, don't worry, because I feel so I feel so okay with with making fun of him <laughs> that ought to make up for your feel the bad part. <laughs> Poor no, Ryan. you can that listen. That makes you look, feel better. Look, listen, you can you can you almost kind of nobody ever gets a pass, but you can see what. You know, the person did made the made the choices and did the acts. Right? But having an old man like Grizzly Smith didn't fucking help. Right. I'll tell you he's more self aware than Shawn Michaels is. That's for and, sure. And yeah. and once again, self awareness. Understanding you're a piece of shit. And living with it like he's been living with this guilt for forget about the guilt of Things that he went through, he also lives with the guilt of things he did to other people, and he's still dealing with it. Ten years sober as of the recording of the show, he said. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's been fucking tough every day. Power to him. It's listen, it's no joke. Yeah, power to him. Hey, um, do that DDP yoga, brother. Is he? You think he's still living with the DDP? I don't think he does anymore. No, I know he was living with DDP, and then he did the AEW show, and DDP had to. Kick him out, not kick him out, but like you can't come back here because you're, you know, it's COVID, and I don't want because they had a new baby in the house. Oh right, 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 right. So right. You he told was, me that he story. couldn't come home. Yeah, like he had to live in a hotel for a while for so two weeks. Imagine he made sure he wasn't sick. Yeah, and he said he almost lost it quite a few times in that hotel. He said it was really rough. Yeah, Brandon got. I imagine him like he sleeps on the cot in Lance Archer's hotel room. I was gonna in, say in, he sleeps. I was gonna say he sleeps on fucking Tony Khan's couch. Nah, he sleeps on the floor like Crocodile Dundee. He's got an air mattress in Lance Archer's room. <laughs> no, they just sit around that fire in the woods, like when Lance Archer first came in. <laughs> I like that. I like that aspect. I like. That. I think that's the story we should go with. All right, moving forward. Any final thoughts, by the way? Uh, Dark Saturday. We done? 
Now nah, we're done. Next up is uh, Dynamite Kid. Ooh. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And also, Chris, you pointed out that we are um, a full episode behind on the A&A. We are, but who cares? It's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. It's also a bunch of brown-nosing bullshit at times, too. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with the WWE ones, anything they're involved in. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, the last one they aired was Bret Hart, and, um, you know, Bret Hart's Bret Hart. What are you going to do? All right, let's pause up. Next up, let's dive into a little Japan stuff. So Cyberfight Festival happened. It was an event with DDT, Noah, Gambari Pro, Basara, TJPW. It was a very fun show. It was six fucking hours. So I only made you guys watch the TJPW uh, title between Mio Yamashita, who was the champ against... Yuka Sakazaki. Mio was the champ. And uh, this match fucking ruled. And Mio defended. And the reason I made you guys watch is because Yuka Sakazaki is probably, since she lost, is probably coming over to AEW again. Brandon, did you catch it? Give me some thoughts. Yes, I did catch it. You know, I know when you're going to tell us to watch a, a Japanese match, especially. I'm assuming, did you watch all six hours of this? If you did, God bless you, because I was like, wow, this is a lot to get through. No, I ended up um, getting a little time crunch, so I watched most of the show, and then I didn't watch the last two title matches. The last two title matches were uh, Junakiyama versus Hiroshima for the DDT Championship. The, uh, I forget what it's called, but um, KOD, gotcha. I think it's called. And then the uh, NOAA title was uh, Marafuji beat Muto, Kenji Muto. 60-year-old Kenji Muto. What was going on there? Yeah. I didn't watch it. I mean, I'll go back and watch it eventually, but I wasn't going to, like, for the podcast, I wanted to bang out the stuff that we would actually talk about. We're not going to talk about DDT and the yeah. title matches. You know what I mean? Like, so, I wanted to tie into the stuff that we actually watch. So, yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, so this is like a, just to give you guys an idea, this is like a six-hour-long video. I'm picking up about four and a half hours in, trying to figure out where we're at in the card. I, I think this was the first of three title matches, and I felt like you immediately could feel like it, that big match feel, if you know what I mean by that. Um, a lot of energy and determination between both of these Sakazakis is very fun, uh, emotionless throughout this, just laying heavy shots, taking heavy shots, and then they cut to her, and she, her face is just like uh, Hannibal Lecter, not, not budging by any of it, so... Pretty entertaining. Um, I enjoyed it. It moved very quickly. As I said, big match feel. I was actually surprised that Sakazaki lost. I didn't know what to expect coming into this. I guess this is – is it Yama, Yamashita? Yamashita. They were pronouncing – Yamashita, sorry. Yamashita, uh, yeah. I guess she's just starting a title run, I gathered from this. Um, so it makes sense. You know, She had the endurance to get through it, but yeah, I'm, uh, you saying that you think Sakazaki's coming over to AEW excites me because yeah, – Pretty intriguing young wrestler there. Very cool thing about Yuka Sakazaki. First of all, she's 30. She's not the old. <laughs> she was. She's been wrestling for like 10 years now. But um, very cool thing. Dude, about, I can't tell. She, if you would have told uh, me she was 18, I would have been like, yeah. Yeah, she looks like a baby. <laughs> she. Um, one cool thing about it is that usually she has a very high pitched voice, like almost squeaky. And for this match, like she's been putting that voice on for her entire career. 
because for this match, she was her voice was deep and guttural, and she was serious fucking business. And then when the pinfall happened, she slaps Yamashita right in the face, like, we're going to do this again eventually. Very cool match. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, you know, my, I have a hard time getting into these because I have no idea what's going on. You know, it's my only, and it's not. If I can cut you off, if I can cut you off real quick, at the beginning of the match, they get a little, they give you a little history for uh, like the build to it, and they do now. TJPW and DDT have English commentary, so does Noah. Now the guys are a little rough around the edges, and they're not, they're not great at it, but they give you plenty of backstory and plenty of information about um, like what's going on and what the build is. Most importantly for people like you, Chris, that are just diving right in, and or Brandon, who have not experienced this and might get hooked by it. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, but they, I think Brandon said it, I agree with him. It actually felt like it was a big deal. They did a really good job of that. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of, especially since with the no crowds, there's been a lot of um, just nothing feels like a big deal. It just feels like, meh, you know, we're here doing this thing in front of no one. Um, now this... Uh, Yamashita is Yamashita? Yamashita. 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 She's the one that got slapped in the face twice and then got really upset by it? Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry. So I was, okay. So she's toe shoes. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I said, for not knowing what was going on and having no backstory that I, you know, had any idea of, I, I, I thought this was a really fun match. Real hard hitting. Yes. Like, you know, to watch these two beat the shit out of each other, man. Sometimes I kind of just put my head in the pillow. I'm like, why? But this is what they do, and they did it really well. Yamashita does, like, she's the striking. She's she's called the pink striker, so she kicks and elbows and stuff like that. But Yuka Sakazaki does this elbow combo thing that's fucking insane. And she also busted out a, a new move in this match with the camera kind of caught, missed it. But the they had a, a Japanese journalist on and he popped like crazy for it when she did it. Apparently, it's it's from uh, an anime. Um, what's it called? Uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, which is like this huge anime series. And she basically does like this thing where she has one foot on the ground, puts her hands and plants her feet, or plants her hands, and then brings her other leg straight up in the air. And you barely catch it, but when she did it, I was like, I popped because I'm used to her moveset. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, it looks like it took her head off. Took Yamashita's head off. This is a very good match. I'd say go out of your way to check it out. And if you are a big fan of Japanese wrestling and you just want content, fucking Wrestle Universe, dude, it's, it's what, nine bucks? It's ten bucks a month. You get all these companies and they fucking air the shit immediately. You don't have to wait for anything. Like if you're watching Stardom, you have to wait days and you get no subtitles, you get no English commentary. Like, this is easily, besides WWE, this is easily the, the easiest streaming wrestling you can watch. It's immediate, and it's only 10 bucks, and you get so much content. You get content every day, pretty much, new content. It's very cool. I say go out of your way and check it out. Yeah, I gotta try to watch more TJPW, and if you if you Venmo request me twenty or Venmo pay me twenty dollars, I'll give you Jimmy's login, and he'll never know. So <laughs> no, don't do that. But uh, they also like uh, I've told uh, you guys, and I've said it on the podcast. They have two weekly matches on Wrestle Universe of TJPW, where it's English commentary. They're fifteen minutes. It's one match, and they basically are breaking down the roster. And it's uh, Chris Brooks, who's a wrestler with. 
uh, DDT, and Balianaki, who is an announcer on this show, but also works with uh, Gato Move and I think a uh, All Japan, and they basically just break down the characters of these because because TJPW's roster is like character based, but over the years since I first started watching, like the talent and ring is fucking spectacular now. When it first started out, it was very silly, but like most DDT things are, but yeah, in ring it's fucking spectacular. But most importantly, coming out of this, <clears throat> excuse me while I clear my throat, DDT Peter Pan 2021 is coming. It's going to have two rings, and one of the rings is going to be set up so Onita, Atsushi Onita of FMW fame, he will become infamous after this show, can blow shit up. He's going to blow up so much shit. I'm so excited. I can't believe in 2021 that the most exciting thing in professional wrestling for me is a man whose peak was in 1995. This is amazing. Brandon, are you excited for this? Yeah, I am. Just everything about it. The There are no holds barred from booking sense. Like, literally, I feel like anything could happen. And I love how left field just the name Peter Pan is. I have no fucking idea what any of this has to do with Peter Pan. Think about what it is. It's grown men pretending to be children. That's what it is. <laughs> That's the whole okay, gimmick. Okay. Is that They do this show every year. It's called Peter Pan. It's just ridiculous. It's just like the, the two ring thing. It's like, okay, they, we've... We've got war games. Then they, what they call it, uh, the blood and guts. You're like, okay, this is what they're going with. Nah, go, go Peter Pan. G- give me no clue what you're going to do with those two rings. <laughs> the poster is amazing. So it's got, it's got, uh, what's her name? Uh, the, the inflatable doll, Yoshiko, in one corner. It's got Pokotan, who is basically a ma- wrestling mascot with a giant head. It's just got all these images of people doing this weird shit. Oh my god, there's taxis in the image. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I love it. I'm fucking I love DDT. I think DDT is the most entertaining fucking professional wrestling on the planet by far. Chris, are you excited for DDT period brand? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Better than anything else that's out there. It really At least is. it's original. Chris is going. That's two more two, three more hours of stuff I gotta watch on top of the other stuff I already gotta watch. I mean, there was there was a couple of like there's matches that I didn't have you guys watch that were fucking amazing. There was a match between the DDT roster and Keno, who it, it's it, it's Congo is the faction. It's in Noah and this guy Keno, who's super serious dude. He's got like super bleach blonde hair and he wears all red and he's super serious. But he had to face everybody in DDT. It was a big like ten man match, and. They come out to the rink, uh, Congo, they come out, and they're real serious pro wrestlers, and they're posing, and they're, like, doing their whole thing. And then when DDT comes out, they're on the ramp. They got a bicycle. The one guy has Mazinger Z wings on. Another guy has a giant plastic fist. Another guy has a papier-mâché hammer. And they come to the ring, and they all wrestle. And it was fucking, it was so much fun. Like, the, that's what wrestling should be. It should be fucking fun. Why does it have to be serious all the time? I don't know, man. So speaking of serious, let's move on to Dominion in Osaka Joe Hall. So New Japan Pro Wrestling had their big midsummer show, and uh, I made you guys watch uh, Shingo versus Okada. What'd you think, Brandon? It was good. I, you know, I, when I saw this match happening, I I feel like they didn't. Maybe it's because we're not paying as much attention to it, but I feel like they didn't really hype it up as much as I would have liked them to. Should I tell you the story uh, behind it? Sure. Okay. So um, Billy the Birdman had to leave because he broke his bird neck. So he had to give up the the title 
and in giving we up the time, we talked about this. We did, but but the build to it was supposed to be Billy the Birdman was they were going to have two out, outdoor shows. One of the show, one of the shows, it was Billy the Birdman versus Shingo. The winner of that match was going to face Okada in the next outdoor show. So instead of doing some kind of tournament or trying to figure out who the hell was in, worthy of it, they just went with the two guys that made most sense. So it was Shingo versus Okada. There you go. That's your story. So let me ask you. Let me ask you this though. Good. If they were going to do an outdoor show, how were they going to stop Billy the Birdman from just flying away? Well, his neck's broken, so he can't fly. Oh. Yeah, but he it wouldn't have been broken if he was wrestling in the outdoor show. He's only his neck's only broken indoors. No, I mean like if his neck if they they would have done the outdoor show if his neck wasn't broken. No, they wouldn't have done the outdoor show. They couldn't do it because everything was shut down for COVID. Oh, but they initially planned on it. They did. So how are they okay. going to stop him from flying away? <laughs> okay, so move on. I mean, move on. no, 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 no. That's a, good, no, that's a really good question. Hold on, hold on. I know what you. I, I get what you're, you're getting at. You're making a joke, but when it comes down to it, it's According to rumor, speculation, whatever, Osprey was going to work these shows through the outdoor show, loot, drop the title to Okada, and then go back to England and get surgery. Oh, okay. So he was going to carry it through, but then when everything got shut down, he was like, well, I'm going to go home now. Okay. There's no sense of me sticking around. Yeah, it makes sense. Right? Yeah. But no, nothing could have kept him from flying away unless you chain him down. Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, the alternate theory is that New Japan has him under contract, but they realize that that he keeps whining and he needs to be champion. They don't actually want him to be champion, so they're like, let's put him in an outdoor match. It's that time of year. He'll naturally migrate home on his own. We can (laughs) kind of get rid of him on his own terms, make it feel like it's his idea. I'll see him flying around behind my house. Either that or what Jim said. I would like to imagine that he is a bitch ass that's just complaining like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to lose my title. Titles actually mean something, eh, but I, probably not. He's probably like totally ingrained in professional wrestling. He's like, yes, sir, whatever you say, sir, but I'm here for the business. It's for the greatness of the business, the business. Now fire that whore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actual quote from Billy the Birdman. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead, Brandon, back to the show. I, yeah, now that I have a little bit more feel for the build, uh, it was a good match, not – not anything mind-blowing from my perspective, but uh, I was more thinking, you know, big picture, kind of turning garbage into gold here. Shingo is a guy that's clearly top tier in New Japan, but uh, he's getting old, and I wasn't sure if he was ever going to have that uh, title reign. I think this is a perfect time to do it. You know it's not going to be particularly long, if I had to guess. But to me, that makes me more interested in watching those matches because there's something actually at stake each time where with a lot of these guys, when they they finally get their belt, you're like, OK, this is going to go on till 2023. Um, so, you know, I'm happy to I'm a big Shingo fan was happy to see him get it. I didn't think it was the, the most interesting match I've ever seen, but. I also it, had been watching wrestling for five and a half hours at this point. So go ahead and tell me if you disagree, Jim. <laughs> Chris, go um, so you have Okada, who's Okada. We all know how good he is. And oh, by the Shingo... way, I didn't mention part of the story going into this is that Okada has like a legit hurt back. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So you have it does still doesn't change what I'm gonna say. Uh, Okada, who's can you know I mean Wiley is fantastic. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, and you have Shingo, who I like to think of as like the 
best wrestler in the world that nobody's really heard of, unless you're a New Japan fan. Um, and that being said, yawn. I was bored. Okay, I completely disagree. Yeah. Uh, Shingo attacks the lower back the entire match, which builds up to just like back moves the entire time. He's dropping him on his back. He's attacking his back. He's holding him in fucking leg locks and everything. Oka, uh, Okada starts to b- uh, break out. You get the reverse Rainmaker, which was fucking awesome, which Shingo hits him with that. There's something about a left-handed lariat that just looks awesome. I fucking love that, like where a guy hits, uh, like clothesline someone with their left arm. For some reason, it looks different. Maybe it's because usually the camera is facing where the guy's body is when he does the lariat, and when they don't, you see the guy getting the impact better if you come from the left side. You know what I mean? So you get to yeah. see the guy take the bump. I think it looks more impressive. This match builds throughout. You, had, you thought, of like, you go into an assuming LOL Okada wins. It's like Cena. Like, Okada's going to always win. And he didn't. He didn't fucking win. Okada did his friggin' uh, his chokehold, the money clip, which is oh. like a snooze fest. But at this point, after now almost a year of him using the money clip, or it has been a year of him using the money clip, like, the crowd popped for that. The crowd was like, oh, they thought that he was going to get choked out. I love this match. I thought this match was amazing. I'm glad I, I signed back up for fucking Wrestle, uh, uh, for New Japan World. I'm, I thought this was great. And then after the match, Shingo wins, which is a fucking shock that they put the belt off of on, on somebody besides, like, the top five guys. And then he calls out Ibushi, which is classic uh, dumb fucking champ where you're going to call out the best dude. Make him earn it? No, he's just like, hey, Ibushi, you know I'm going to call you out. Come on out here. And Ibushi comes out, and now they're going to – now that's the next feud coming out of this. I don't think Shingo holds it for very long, but I thought this match was fucking awesome. Can we, we discuss how ridiculous – Kota Bushi looks. <laughs> well, he's fucking like he's fucking. I haven't seen him in so long. He's fucking. His body's absolutely fucking perfect. Yeah, it's like a sculpture. It's unbelievable. I, it's been so long since I had seen him. And when I turned it on, I had caught just the end of the match before, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, man!" Um, is he forty now? Almost. If he's, I'll check real quick. But yeah, he's close to it. Only one of us has to check, not all of us. Well, all right. But, so I'll um, tell you what. Uh, uh, one of my so here was a couple things. To thirty-nine. Me out of this his match. birthday is uh, May twenty-first. Yeah, he's, he's he's just turned thirty-nine. Okay. A couple things took me out of this match. Number one, I think I should have watched it with Japanese commentary, um, because the three of them sounded like they were doing the match from their beds. They were. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, I understand, you know, I should, I didn't like the fact that I didn't like Kevin Kelly's uh, calling this match. Um, I didn't like his commentary. So according to a certain uh, Twitter idiot, I should kill myself. Um, oh, but, uh, you know, I mean, I think that kind of took me out of it. And, and I'll be honest with you. I am not a fan of watching any of the New Japan pay-per-views or big shows, anything New Japan with American commentary. I don't think they do a good job of putting it over. Um, I mean, you could have watched it with Japanese. It's yeah, I know. I, I, listen, I made the choice to watch it with American commentary and an English commentary, and I just I, I think it took me out of it. Um, Real quick, I also watch it with English commentary, and the reason why is because we've talked about it before. I gave up on New Japan after Billy the Birdman won. And I wanted a little background to know where we were going because I'd miss a lot of storylines. But, um, you know, we talked about 
how, <coughs> excuse me, how you have these people that, you know, we were talking about the documentaries, documentary style, where you don't get any inside look at anything when it comes to a documentary. And from, with New Japan, when you get Chris Charlton on commentary, you get a guy that knows the history of New Japan. He doesn't necessarily know the inner, you know, like how the sausage is made, but he knows like so much history and storyline and stuff that we miss because we speak English. Yeah. But he's great. He's the reason to watch English commentary is to hear his insight. And okay. it was the same thing with the DDT show was with when the DDT matches were happening. Oh, mind you, with the DDT, with the cyber fight, it was they swapped between announced teams. One team covered all the Noah matches, and another team covered all the DDT matches. But the DDT side of it had the Japanese journalist who just chimed in with, you know, it was, he was very he had a heavy accent, but he just chimed in with all this like small knowledge about pop culture shit and stuff with storyline that you miss because you don't speak the language. And a lot of right. times, it helps to have that guy. You know what I mean? Normally, yeah. I would watch in Japanese. I like it in Japanese. I like listen to fucking um, Milano AT overreact to everything. I like Jushin Thunder Liger on commentary. But this time, I was just like, let me get caught up. And I, yeah, it wasn't great. But, I mean, honestly, is any commentary good? No commentary is fucking great. We're not sitting no. there going like, yes, I love fucking JR questioning how thick and soft someone's legs are. Go ahead, Chris, oh. give it to me. Glaylor Hurst has got such strong legs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, imagine, Chris, I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not arguing. When... Go ahead, I'm go. sorry. No, I'm not going to say it. Go, finish. I, I'm just arguing. I'm just, please just please, saying, please like, say it, Chris. What you can say it as soon as I'm done. <laughs> I'm just saying that in defense of the English announced team, no announced teams are any good. Nope. But if you you sign up for certain people. And I'll tell you what, uh, Rocky Romero is also along those lines will help tell you about little inside things. And yeah. I trained with this guy. So he does a good job. And also, you know, even if you spoke Japanese, you kind of do need somebody to explain what some of the pop culture references are. Of course. They, you know, because not everybody gets something like ours. Well, not only that, even I'm sure there's plenty of people there that don't get them. Right. There's got to be people in Japan that are like, oh, I'm an old guy that likes wrestling. I Wrestle don't know who this. Yes, yeah. yeah, I don't know who this. I, I go back to it all the time. Bad Bunny. Who I was like, who the other day I was like, oh, wait, I saw this Corona commercial eight months ago and I know who this weird dude with the nose piercing was. It was Bad Bunny. <laughs> now I get it. I understand. You know what I mean? So. But what I was going to say was I wonder if that's what Jim Ross yells out of his Cadillac window when he passes by young girls and he tries to pull a Grizzly Smith on his way to the next uh, town. I love your young legs. Ross If he's pulling a Grizzly Smith. Whoa, Brandon's camera's moving. What just happened? If he's pulling a Grizzly Smith, he's going, well, I just wanted to see your hairless chicken legs. Oh, no, no. All right, let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts on that? Great match. Go check it out. I didn't watch the rest I, of the I did want to card. S- Go ahead. I did want to say I'm, I was surprised to hear you assume Okada was going to win because, and this is credit to New Japan, uh, their booking is 
much better than most of the other companies where in my head I'm going, if they put the belt back on Okada when they got thrown a curveball, that's kind of a regression when they're already in a, a struggling spot right here and they're going back to the stable like Okada's the champ. So I almost assumed I'm like they're going to move, they're going to make the best of this and run with the Shingo thing, which is was like a 1B to 1A storyline with Osprey anyway. So no, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. The whole thing is that like they're been, they've been pretty bad. Let's be honest. I'll tell you what Since Wrestle are. Kingdom, it's been bad. That's the reason why I yeah. I logged out and I paid attention to results and storyline and everything online. Well, kind of online, and it just looked boring and bad. And I assumed that they would go back to like a tried hand and just give it back to Okada. But it makes more sense, like in retrospect, it makes more sense to have a Wrestle Kingdom match between Osprey and possibly. Uh, Shingo? I don't know. We, it, it all depends on uh, Birdman's uh, neck neck status. So there you go. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I got one. That money clip, which I hadn't seen a lot of. Yeah, that thing is fucking whack as fuck. Cobra Clutch is amazing. So bad. I'm not gonna pretend it's amazing. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Compared to what he usually does, like he just Ugh. does this instead. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna beat everybody. Yeah, he's all fired up. And he starts doing the, the the rainmaker pose, which he doesn't really do it that much anymore. But he starts doing the rainmaker pose, and then he's just like, "Yeah, let me just stick my arm around somebody's neck and just hold on to him." Oh God! Shingo's the only one that made it look convincing, like he was gonna <laughs> lose. All right, let's move on. Wrestling retro rewind time. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So let's I got the pick this. because we had, of me signing back up for Wrestle uh, uh, for New Japan World. I got to select. Wrestle Kingdom 9 from January 4th, 2015. Shinsuke Nakamura and Kota Ibushi versus Kota Ibushi for the Intercontinental title. Every week we select a match. Chris handles everything pre-Austin 316. Brandon handles everything past-Austin 316. And I handle all the Japanese and ladies stuff. So it was my turn, and that's what I picked and uh, shall I give y'all a little background on this match? Yeah, boy. Okay. Let me find it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Shinsuke Nakamura, he ends up, he, he's he got the Intercontinental t- title. This has pretty much become his title, the white belt. It has lost no prestige whatsoever. It's his belt. He's like champ number two. So he's got the title. He beats uh, Shibata, R.I.P. Katsuyori Shibata. He's still alive, but he can't wrestle anymore. So after he beats him, it's in November. After he beats him, Kotobushi enters the ring and beats the shit out of Nakamura, grabs the microphone, and says, hey, I want to fight you for this for this title. Mind you, Ibushi had been injured for a while. He had hurt either his neck or his back. And then Nakamura, all beat beat up, grabs the microphone and goes, yeah, okay, I'll fight you. <laughs> Classic New Japan. Two dudes just want to fight, so they say, okay, let's do this. Um, this was the first time, like, everything before this, Ibushi had wrestled as a cruiserweight or a light heavyweight. This was, like, his first time fighting as a heavyweight. And the last time he wrestled was uh, in 2013. Before this was 2013's G1 Climax which was considered the best match of the year in, by Tokyo Sports. 
So I'm going to let you guys start off. Uh, who wants to start? Go ahead. Raise your hand. Chris, go ahead. So a um, couple things. Number one, Wrestle Kingdom 9, uh, the first. This, I think, in my opinion, was the Wrestle Kingdom that started shifting the tide of wrestling to what we know it as now. I agree. Meaning this was big time. Bullet Club wasn't really obscure. Uh, this was past uh, Finn Bauer into the AJ Styles era. Um, it wasn't wacky and wonky yet. Um, but this was the first time I had seen a Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and I was just like, you know, it, it was, I mean, and I had seen New Japan from years before, but I had never seen the big show. And I think that was the one that was, I think it was available on the Flips app. Yeah. What it was out on. And the reason why I know that is because it was called by Matt Stryker and Jim Ross. Yes. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Uh, I bought it on the Flips app. I didn't watch it in pieces on Daily Motion. And um, but yeah, this match. So when you said this match, and I'm going to get a, a a shit look for what I'm about to say, but uh, let me explain myself. So when you called, when you said Okada Bushi versus Nakamura. I was kind of like, fuck Nakamura. Why? Because I haven't seen him being Nakamura for so fucking long. Oh, man. So if you remember what you know. I only remember the old Nakamura. Yeah, he hadn't been been Nakamura. He hasn't really truly been Nakamura since he wrestled Sami Zayn. Mm. He had a couple matches with Joe, but they weren't great. And, um... I started watching it and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. This dude was fucking amazing. Amazing match. Kota Bushi hugs that line um, where he strikes and flies, which for some reason nobody can do. Hmm. I don't understand that. You're either one or the other. You know what I mean? So he's this like, uh, he could be, in my opinion, one of the most believable uh, pro wrestlers in the world. Where he's so good at everything that he does, it's believable that he can kick the shit out of you standing, and he could fly all over the ring. So, uh, you know, it's always good to watch him. But yeah, I forgot how good Nakamura was. The fact that um, that Nakamura or uh, Kotobushi kept doing Nakamura's shit—that's <laughs> fucking great. He was mocking him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was completely mocking him. Well, he still um, does all his some of his moves to this day, but it's more of a tribute. To him. Oh, okay. But back All then right. he was mocking him. Back yeah. nowadays he's doing it to tribute to as a tribute to Nakamura. Um, the way both of them used to used to start. Well, I, I you know I shouldn't say um, Kodobushi, uh, but the way that well the way the two of them started this match where it was like an actual it felt like an actual fight. Um, they start squaring off in the ring. They're throwing low kicks. They're feeling each other out, and then it's just kind of uh, one of the great things I know. Um, Nakamura used to be big on this, and a lot of times you see it in New Japan where it would be like this very slow start, and then something would happen, then it would just kick it into high gear. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I can't. I mean, this match was probably one of the better matches I've ever watched. Brandon, go ahead, thoughts? Yeah. <clears throat> I think my first thought putting it on, I was almost a little bit sad. Like, this is who we wish we got in WWE. Seeing Nakamura come out, the charisma at this point is absolutely insane. A good refresher because he can often, in my opinion, look like a parody of himself uh, on SmackDown, which I spent a decent amount of time watching, more time than I would like to admit. Um, yeah, 
Ibushi mocking Nakamura back with that like corner foot stomp is so amazing. I like how pissed Nakamura got. That was like that that moment where he's like, all right, now I'm gonna fuck you up. Like we're not doing this. Uh, Ibushi is probably in this this kind of. Uh, I could you ask me a different day, I might say someone else, but Ibushi's probably my favorite pro wrestler. Um, he. I, I don't know. Like, I still feel like every time I watch his matches, he's actually just getting booted in the head and punching people as hard as he can. He makes it look so good every time. The kicks to Ibushi's head when he's his stuck in the ropes, and Nakamura is just like sticking his foot like almost on his cheek, and Ibu- and Ibushi just starts smiling. That's and the, Nakamura. I mean, honestly, that is the first time that I experience what people like to call murder Ibushi or murder Bush, where like he suddenly absorbs impacts and then turns around and his strikes look so convincing. You're like, whoa, somebody get in the way. (laughs) I think he's really pissed. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, And then he gets out of that and Ibushi is just absolutely cocking back on Nakamura. It just (laughs) blasting him. Then Nakamura kicks out at, I think one on the Bomaye. Like, like he's so fired up. Yeah. Kicking out on one, like that's a, an underrated thing. I think sometimes you could use in big matches having someone kick out on one the moment where you think they could go down. Uh, but yeah, this is the quality of a match. What I what I wrote down is, and I'll, I'll paraphrase here, is like when the guy that's being a dick and Nakamura in this sense is so good or likable for some reasons that you don't really hate either of them you just can't imagine either of them losing that's like the apex that all matches to try to get to in my opinion and this got to that point um if yeah it just in closing if you want to buy into a match where you think two guys are actually trying to kill each other this is a good place to start yeah that's that last week i'd mentioned like this is the match when people ask me about new japan pro wrestling and hey where should i start i would say just check this match out if you like it then Come back and see me, and I'll tell you some other stuff to watch or just start blowing through their main shows. Yeah, this is peak, like Chris, like, like you had said, this is peak New Japan. This is AJ yeah. Styles was in was still in New Japan. Yes. This is when uh, they had had a cooperation with Noah. They had Noah match in this in this show, which yeah, had right. um, it had uh, uh, T TMDK, the Mighty yep. Don't Kneel, which was uh, Mikey Nichols and. Shane, who is in, I don't know what his name is in WWE. T, uh, it's um, Slapshot. I don't know what his yeah, name is. Yeah, he's one of the members of that yeah. shitty fucking, that's the, he, he left it, he Slapjack. left Noah to go do that. Slapjack. Yeah, he, he uh, the other one, uh, that was Shane Thorne in WWE. Yeah, his Shane partner Thorne. in WWE was Nick Miller, and Nick Miller went home. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, like, like, he's, Mikey, he's Mikey Nichols now, yeah. He yeah. was Mikey Nichols, he's Mikey Nichols again. Right. Yeah, this was a fun time. I think this is actually the show that uh, had um, Jeff Jarrett on it, too. Yes, this was uh, it was uh, he was in the Bullet Club at the time. It was uh, Shelton Benj. No, it was Dave wrestled uh, Suzuki Goon when yeah. Izuka <laughs> claw guy. Remember him? <laughs> so, yeah, it was the first time I had seen. I'll tell you what the <laughs> I remember watching this because this it was the second match on the card and it was the. The first time I saw what at that time I thought was the greatest name in wrestling history, Bad Luck Fale. Yes. That's the Jeff Jarrett match. It's Bad yes, Luck Fale. Yes, he's in that Takahashi and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Takahashi, Jeff Jarrett, and Bad Luck Fale versus Shelton Benjamin, Izuka, and somebody else in the Suzuki gun. 
You sure? About Taka. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it was. No, I think it was uh, uh, Tenzan, Kojima, and Hanma. Oh, maybe it was. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. That's right. <laughs> you, you, you're 100% correct there. I'm getting my matches mixed up. Yeah. That's, this was. If you want to go check out a Wrestle Kingdom, this is one of the better ones. Go check out Wrestle Kingdom Mine. Good stuff. I'm glad I could share it. Who's up next? Brandon. That's me. Brandon, it's you. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. I I try to watch these beforehand. I haven't watched this one in a long time, so this is a little bit of a selfish choice. Uh, being the resident AEW expert, I watch a lot of tag team wrestling, and I'm, I've really not enjoyed it for the most part. I don't know why. I just have a... <laughs> A sour taste in my mouth towards tag team matches in general, so I just kind of wanted a little bit of a palate cleanser next week. And in my era, I'm really like thinking, what are my favorite uh, tag team matches? So we're going to do WrestleMania 17, the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Christian and Edge. Oh, boy. Let's get <laughs> famous match, let's do that one. You know, I, I kind of want to uh, reinvigorate my love for tag team wrestling with this. That's the, that's the uh, intention, so... I don't know if you guys are a fan of it, if you want to watch it, but you're going to have to since yeah, this, is, this is our duty. Go ahead, run, run through the matches for the listeners at home. Through the matches? Sorry. No, through the match. You didn't. You just basically you glanced over, but you didn't actually say who was in it. Yeah, I did. Oh, sorry if I cut out. It's, it's, so we got the the Hardys, yep. Matt and Jeff Hardy, the Dudley brothers, Dudley boys, and uh, Christian and Edge, the brood. So there you go. The, Three-way tag team TLC match at WrestleMania 17, one of the better WrestleManias of all time, if not the best. Uh, We might get some other matches in this WrestleMania later, but uh, since uh, tag team wrestling seems to be uh, so prominent right now and a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, let's watch a good one. Do you know I can't stand tag team wrestling? Yeah. I really like it's like the bottom of the barrel of professional wrestling for me. I really cannot enjoy. I have a hard time enjoying tag team wrestling. Yeah, I feel the same. And it's just like every every one of these tag team matches I watch, it's just like it feels like it's just not working well. Like whatever tag team wrestling is supposed to be, it's just like it's not making sense. Like going back to that double or nothing match where the young bucks are cheating and Eddie Kingston's just staying in the corner. There's always some like major logistic blunder where I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this match? And the fact that it's a tag team seems to derail it. So um, it's, I, it's, I, I, I want to try to watch something else. Yeah. Wow. It's almost like a designed way that a match has to work. And if it doesn't work that way, then it's be, like, I think I've just been trained to watch tag matches a certain way. Like somebody's got to be under, and they got to like struggle to get the tag, and then they finally get the tag, get the hot tag. Like it's 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 beat down hot tag, cheat to win, or or win or, or cheat win. to win, or, yeah, or cheat to win. It's it's the same thing. Same and I'll be honest with story you, over and over again. I think the only reason that tag team wrestling is as prevalent as it is is because of everybody's inexplic- inexplicable hero worship of the young bucks. Because Vince has been known to bury tag team wrestling on a regular basis. I think of tag team wrestling as like something to do with people that have nothing to do. You just stick two of them together right. and get them on the card. Right. You know? Right. That's what New Japan does. Tag team wrestling is six mans to make sure you get to see everybody that you came to see. Right. New Japan. That makes like, sense. Start the match off with five on five tag wrestling. Everybody gets their shit in. 
they're done in 15 minutes, and then we move and on. The fans get, and the fans get to see their favorites. Yeah, they get to see whoever they want to see. I cannot, mm-hmm. I honestly cannot stand Wrestling. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, you here we go. That. No, well, this is a good one. But this so, is a good one. This is a good one. So it's like, I mean, there's some great ones out there. And this is definitely a, this is one of those ones that's amazing. So, next week for our retro, we got WrestleMania 17, the TLC match between the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardy Boys. Correct? That's it. Consider it a tag team junior, man. Yes. The Cleanse Your Palate. Drop it into into a body cavity. From all the poop. (laughs) All right, let's move on to AEW. Brandon. What a fucking turd this match was. Yeah. This show was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> First of all, let's let's address this. Four hundred thousand people watched this. And I don't give a shit if it's moved from Wednesday to Friday. I don't care if the world is ending. That's a shit number. That is fucking doodoo poops. Brandon. Yeah, I mentioned it last week and you guys kinda gave me the, the shrug of the shoulder like i don't know streaming all this other stuff no 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 no, no. that's not that's what i was doing when we were talking about streaming we were just talking about how um how friday we don't have the streaming numbers yet i was just saying that friday night is just yeah it's a dead zone chris is the one who mentioned yeah i said chris said it was a dead zone my argument against it was that well i don't think anybody really watches anything live anymore you know what I mean? That was my argument. Nobody was shrugging that no one was going to watch it. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, my, well my Chris, point, Chris was – go ahead, Chris. Well, my point – the point I was making is is that if you're trying to get viewers, if you're trying to get people to watch your television program, the worst place you can put it is Friday night at 10 o'clock. It's yep. the death slot. Friday death nights slot. is what killed Star Trek. Right, right. That, that's right. where they put, and that was, put places yeah. to die, but – my yeah. argument against that was that people don't really watch things the exactly. way they used to. I wasn't saying that it wasn't the test slot. I well, was saying that like people don't yeah. really watch TV like that. I don't. I don't watch on Wednesday. I don't watch anything live. I don't watch a single yeah. fucking television show live. I watch everything on demand. I watch everything streaming. So maybe I'm the minority in that. I don't know. And all the okay. television shows I watch have been canceled or off the air for 25 years. You watch them live air, on me and TV. They, and they air on MeTV. <laughs> you, watch, you, watch, you watch Barnaby Jones on MeTV. Oh, God, he comes on at 4 o'clock in the morning right after Cannon. And let me tell you something. The other day, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. The other day, nobody, I, I, I don't know who's listening. So, you know, if you don't know who Cannon is, please Google it. It's an awful television show. Cannon was. Uh, I have no I idea what Cannon is. I can't remember the actor that played Cannon, and I will look it up. But Cannon was like a short, fat guy. And he was driving his car. This is like mid-70s or early 70s. And he was driving his car in the L.A. River. They were chasing somebody. <laughs> and I, like, looked at the TV. I woke up and I looked at the TV and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he just turned it right off and went back to bed. It's William Conrad. William Conrad. I couldn't yeah. think of his name. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll call somebody. Oh, Billy Conrad. <laughs> I'll call I'll call somebody that we know and I'll just I'll, I'll do the audio message and I'll just go. <laughs> so go ahead, Brandon. 
Sorry, sorry to get off topic. That's actually much more. No, no. I'm sure an episode of Canon is much more entertaining than this episode. Of oh my God! Just him, just the superimposed him driving through the L.A. River in front of the movie screen was enough. <laughs> go ahead. I I wish. We, yeah, I'm happy to go off topic as much as you guys want. My my opinion on what happened here: 400,000 people watch after we're at 1.2 million after uh, AEW Revolution. It's a combination of. The show slowly getting shittier, and in my opinion, I tune into that show live if I see something on Twitter trending, something's going on. I need to to flip it onto my TV right now. That does happen. If you send out uh, two hours of uh, poop soup, as Jimmy would say, I stole that from him, and it doesn't trend, I don't think that many people are going to go on after the fact and try to stream that episode. I think that uh, we had a combination of factors here that led to that low of an audience. N- not that many people are watching live. And if there's nothing that interesting happening, being advertised, it's just going to tank anyway. So I, th- I, I think they're kind of an interesting. We talked about how that Moxie Omega matches could be this, the death spiral. I think they're, we got the uh, Anthony Gogo uppercut with the death match. Now we got the, the, the body shot with the 10 PM Friday spot. This could start going going spiraling the bowl real quick here, but I don't know. Anyway. Real quick, let me get a little, uh, let me get a little, um, I want to interject here. So Brian Alvarez, you had sent me to, you know, Brian Alvarez, he always posts the number, the ratings number, whatever the fuck that means, the Nielsen ratings. And I took it upon myself to scroll through the comments of these Nielsen ratings because people are fucking weird on Twitter. Really? Yes. So I'm going to read this, okay? <clears throat> Bear with me because this is going to be word for word. Here's a comment by X Josh. I'm not going to give his actual tag. He's a Jets and Mets fan, though. Trips and NXT are alive and well. Wonder what the excuses are for all excuses wrestling. Guess Miro can't outdraw Kent with no apostrophe. Our draw, Apollo and Commander Aziz. Adam Cole equals ratings. Mr. Cross can carry a brand unlike Kenny Olivier. There you go. How about this one? Madden Dems got introduced to the tribal chief and now can't downgrade to Cody Rhodes' Kenny Olivier. That's what I spent my time doing. <laughs> Do you say That's that? what I was trying to say. Yes. That, that Jets, Mets, Mets, Nets nailed it. <laughs> Jets, Mets, Nets. So any positives coming out of the show? Yeah, let's cut to the chase here. Uh, so we get the Shivani's in the ring. Mark Henry comes out, you know, hyping him up for Rampage. They ask him if they think he's going to wrestle again. He says he's got a lot left in the tank. Not that interested in that, but he gets cut off by probably the most annoying voice in the history of pro wrestling. Vicky Guerrero comes out, says she's got her announcement of her own. Leads us to Andrade El Idolo. Andrade's in AEW. I I believe he has signed. He says he's going to be the face of all elite wrestling. Does this excite you guys? Oh, fuck yeah, it excites me. Yeah, sure it does. Chris, thoughts? No, I mean, I I, I think it's fantastic. The more we get to see him, the better. I don't want um, to see him with Vicky Guerrero. I don't get that. Just because well, she's, she's the mouthpiece for him? I mean, come on, let him speak. 
I don't know that we're, yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know, yeah, that, that's silly. That's overthinking a situation. Um, but, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, like just back to what you were saying, cause I was waiting for you to drop, you know, to, to talk about Andrade. When they throw these numbers out there, anybody that's watching afterwards, you know, like when I, I actually saw it, that it happened, I had switched the channel. I didn't go back. Hmm. I went on online and looked at the video of him coming in. Mm-hmm. So when nothing happens on a show, but one thing that lasts a minute, do you go back and watch the whole show? Or do you find the video online? Right. Well, especially with something that has absolutely no build whatsoever. That like it's a show on Friday night of after yeah. a pay per view that was okay. Yeah. AEW fans will tell you it was the best pay per view of the year. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, if you're going to be honest with yourself, there was good parts. There was really bad parts. Yeah. Um. I am very excited. I fucking love him. I love fucking Andrade. I'm excited for this. I got to say something, though, and I'm starting to notice this, and maybe I'm crazy. No. Do, you, do you think, well, besides, maybe. besides my usual let's, insanity. Let's move on. But maybe I'm crazy. Next, move on. No, um, I don't think the mics in the ring and on the ramp come out to the crowd. I think there's a disconnect. I think plenty of times there's guys on the ramp that are doing a promo and the guy in the ring doesn't know what the fuck they're saying. Mm. I don't know what's going on. I've noticed this over and over again for the last couple of weeks since they've had a crowd in there. I don't know what's going on, but it seems like there's a disconnect in their classic bad production on AEW. If you think about it, when um, I think it was when Jake the Snake and... And the giant man that's with him came out, and Jake the Snake did that. Hey, I got some words for you. Do da da boo da da do 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 to Miro. <laughs> Miro looked like not only did he not understand what Jake the Snake was saying, but he looked like he did not hear him. Like looking around, pointing at his ears and stuff. I think that there's some weird disconnect where they don't hear them. And I think this happened in this. There was no pop. She said, I'm going to bring out this guy. And she basically built up to Andrade, who as soon as she's, she's talking about it, you know it's Andrade. And then everybody's just staring, and the crowd is staring at, at, at Vicky Guerrero. And then Andrade walks in, and no one looks at him until the last second when he walks past them. And they're like, oh, shit, it's Andrade. Yeah, I, I can think see there's that. something fucking wrong. Yeah, I think there's is, lots of so, things wrong with this company, but this is one of those fucking things that drives me nuts and makes me not want to watch it. I legit think that there's a disconnect between the announcing in the ring, the announcing on the fucking ramp, and what comes in through the speakers. This shit is so, amateur as fuck, man. Yeah, can we? Can I say this? Are we going? Is it too far fetched to think? Too far fetched to think? That when the first set of contracts expire, that there's going to be people coming out and going, yo, what a fucking mess. I don't because so. I'm think sure they, there is. I, think they get it. I, I don't think there's any promise at the end of the rainbow of them jumping and going like to make more money somewhere else. So I think they're yeah. going to stick around for a few years. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think we're going to start getting like a man what a look even if it ends up being successful maybe you can iron out the kinks and you can you can become successful but i think you're going to get some we might be getting some interviews where people were like yo man those early days man it was not going well right brandon thoughts and, on that yeah 
I mean, dude, you might be right. We started watching the show six months ago, or we started talking about it. The complaint was that it's so, somebody new every week. There's a thousand guys on the show. They've kind of cut back on who's on the show because they're pumping more people on the dark, and now they got the dark elevation. And a lot of that lower tier has made its way almost fully on YouTube at this point. Mm. But the payroll is only moving in one direction, and the viewership's moving in the other direction. There's there's got to be a, a breaking point at some point here where some of these guys are gonna like I don't know when AEW's first cuts are going to be, but right. they keep paying big names and just pushing down their original signees that didn't really stick. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah we, we also don't, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We we also don't know how many how much of these contracts that uh, Time Warner takes on. You know, they have a deal with a television network. So we have no idea what their the business of their business is. Right, right. You know what I mean? So they may not be the ones forking out all this money. There may be, uh, uh, between the two of them, they may be, you know, picking up parts of their contracts and stuff like that. Like, yeah. You know, there's all I don't kinds know, of weird you, stuff. Do you, you think that they would I, would? I would imagine that this is a toting con operation, right? Like I don't think this is this is a Ted Turner type operation. Just to compare it, like where it's well, like, it's Time Warner, yeah. No, I'm. Oh, you I'm, mean you mean back I'm in the day? I'm talking about back in the day, yeah. Um, where it's like you know you're relying on your multimedia company as well as yourself. I think these guys are doing the classic like I'm going to pump all this money into this business. Well, with Tony Tony Khan, I'm, I'm talking about in particular, pumping money into this business with. You know, I might be losing money on the front end, but I'm going to make lose make money in the long run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, <laughs> if anybody's seen me run a bar, <laughs> I don't expect any money at all. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Here's here's the other thing, though. Like, they it's, it makes they, it's counterintuitive to me, but I mean, you know, in the long but, run, I think that. But hey, you but spend w- as little as possible. I mean, yeah, like, spend- but what I was saying was like they also, you know, they have a contract with TNT, right? right? Right, they know how much they're going to get from TNT every week or, you know, per per week. Then they probably take whatever that is and they – Okay, that, okay. That that's all been worked towards salaries. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right, because gotcha. they have a contract with them. Now, what happens is is when T – all that TNT needs to do – and everybody forgets this. All that TNT needs to do is to be able to convince people to buy ad space on that show, right. it don't matter who the fuck watches it. Right, right, right. If right. you're buying, because remember, people like it's one of these weird things in television that um, advertisers still think that people are watching TV and not fast forwarding through the fucking ads. That's why. That's why ninety uh, percent of ads are fucking uh, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Because they're the only dopes that are like, oh yeah, I'm still, some old man will still buy. Norexis or whatever the fuck <laughs> gives them the Jimmy legs or whatever. Whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying though? Like, you know, look, that number could be ten thousand next week if they still convince AstraZeneca to buy millions of dollars in ad space on that during that time slot. Guess what? They're still going to show that fucking show. Brandon, go. You're, I think that you're somewhat right. I know two things. I know one that this wouldn't have happened between. The EVPs and TNT, they had to get that billionaire in the middle oh, yeah. to, to put some of the cost onto them to make this happen. I don't know the details of that, but I it's not as simple as like 
you know, it's a Time Warner show. Time Warner's carrying the budget. The cons are managing it. They, the cons right. are eating a lot of this cost. Two, that ad revenue is completely dictated by the amount of viewers. Amount of viewers. That, yes. whether, whether, no, the, I... whether the contract is, hey, AstraZeneca, you pay us uh, $5 million for the next three months. This is how many viewers we're telling you we're going to get. That only goes on for so long. When they don't get those viewers, the next contract's $1 million. They, you you got to get people in front of the screen or it's, it's not it, – 10,000 people or a million people, that shit does matter. That's, that's where all of the money is. And I'm but, also oh, – hold, hold on. Just to make a counterpoint to that, um, so AstraZeneca, we're using them as a, just a vague example. They bought advertising on Wednesday night. They didn't buy advertising on AW's block, correct? You would buy a block on a specific day, as far as I understand. So um, from what I now I think from, you do pick. You yeah, pick you your pick. Shows. Okay. And then from what I understand, and it's one of the big problems. I get this from listening. I'll, I'll say it right out. I get this from listening to Bischoff's podcast. It's one of the big problems they have that they explain when matches go long, right? Because they have to reorganize the show. Because all those commercials, you have to get them in. There's no way you can do it without it. And if you don't do it, then the network owes them more time on the back end. Right. Right. So like, say TNT has AEW, but they miss some spots and whoever the advertiser is doesn't get their shit in. Then when they're playing Batman versus Superman later on that night, that ad is going to be in every ad break. Every single one as they go through the show. The other thing is I was working on the assumption, and I could be completely wrong, but I know I've heard with USA and WWE in the past, USA gave them money every week to make sure they put on a show. That's how the contract will work. I'm assuming that that works the same way as TNT. Like you have a contract with us. We pay you for this product. Right. Right. We don't produce the product. You produce it yourself. That's where cons money comes in. Right. But. TNT goes, oh, great, a wrestling show. We haven't had wrestling in 30 years. Let's, you know, that was a wrestling show that the last one ended with such a fucking debacle. Let's put another debacle on and lose more fucking money. <laughs> but they pay. They pay. They, I would assume that they pay AEW every week. So they may have worked out what they're getting from TNT and using that to get talent for the next year. Right. But I think to wrap it all up, I think we're going to be watching this on Fight or fucking YouTube in the next couple of years. I don't know. We've got to see this as a touring brand. I still haven't seen it live. No. Because the tickets were, I didn't feel like going. <laughs> yeah. It was when it was brand new. I mean, I, I don't know. They still Let's, have their core fucking, they still have their, you know, for all the uh, knocks against it, they still have a core 475,000 people that will watch it every week no matter what. Also, we don't know. I would like to see what, other than a sporting event, what four hundred thousand people means in ratings. Right. Because it ain't, 1990, it ain't nineteen ninety fucking eight, man. I know the running joke was it's that it's twenty twenty one. It came behind Young Sheldon. That was the running joke. It, it's it's Young Sheldon it's, was a better ranking show on Friday. It's twenty twenty. Annie Potts is in that show, I think. Uh, it's, yeah. It's 2021, and it is not, all right, it's Monday night. What's on Monday night, football or wrestling? No, it's fucking YouTube, uh, fucking, it's content, 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 where you can't possibly fucking keep up. 
So, you know, who knows what these numbers, what they expect. They probably don't expect shit. And we also have, for example, Andrade comes out, right? Andrade comes out. We don't watch it because we're not watching the show. We hear Andrade comes out. We watch it on YouTube. And the beginning of that fucking YouTube video is an ad. Right. And they get paid for that. It's yeah. totally fucking different. We're, I think most wrestling fans, I'm not saying us, but most people that are paying attention to these numbers, Brian Alvarez putting the numbers out every week, are are, are using 1990s logic yeah. and applying it to 2021 television. And it is not, it's a fucking totally different thing. Right. Brandon, go ahead. I don't know. I, I, the, I You're right. But also, the, the, that doesn't mean that that you shit doesn't matter. Now. <laughs> that that doesn't mean that that shit doesn't matter a lot. I can tell you from someone on the other side of it that's looked at the cost of ad space for a, a Monday night football game versus a Thursday night football game versus a Sunday four o'clock football game. That's all based on eyeballs, the amount of eyeballs that are going to be on the thing. That's how they charge the brand that wants to get get in front of people. So all my whole point is that the, the payroll is moving in one direction yep. and the eyeballs are moving in the other direction. That That's a, a cocktail is going to lead to something weird at some point. Are right, you ready for this? Yeah. Um, it was on at 10 o'clock, right? A-W. Yeah. Here's the shows that were ahead of it on the ratings. Blue Bloods. Chris loves this show. No, he does not. Go fuck yourself. CBS. Uh, then Friday Night Smackdown. I guess the last 15 seconds of that. Shark Tank. Magnum P.I., which... This is amazing to watch. Like these show names are from fucking well, 1985. Well, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Magnum PI. What channel is that on? CBS. Yeah. <laughs> Crap television. Por favor. What 2020. Else? Dateline okay. NBC. All the, the women bo- were watching that. So, so I'm imagining the list that I'm looking at. Oh, it's sorted by demographic. I don't know about that. I don't know how to read this thing. <laughs> I should have figured out how to read it before I started going through it. Uh, kids say the darndest things. Apparently, it, listen to these shows. They're like from like 1960. Charmed. No there's a new, new Charmed. Charmed is it reboot. Yeah. Dynasty. No one has is said a any new intellectual property yep. in 20 years. Dynasty. Shark did. Yeah. I don't get it. People so love that all the shark shows that are about it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. And everybody good. else was like, man, I don't really feel like watching AEW. But you got any? <laughs> Get anything good to talk about with AEW? Anything? No. Anything good? No. Chris, Chris, you're an MMA fan, right? You excited to see Jake Hager? He he challenged Wardlow to an MMA cage fight two weeks from now on on a AEW Dynamite. No, I don't. What do we think that's going to be? First of all, I, have I watched Jake? I've watched Jake Hager in Bellator, and it's. Is he ground? Is he like classic oh, ground and pound, like Mark listen, Kerr shit? No, listen, and I'm going. I have to say this. All due respect for anybody <laughs> that steps into a fucking cage in his underwear and puts their life on the line and almost gets the sh- dog shit beaten out of him. He is one boring fucking fighter to watch. I think the last guy he fought was the guy in Bellator who gets who fakes getting punched in the dick all the time. He fought some old Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, okay, so the one before that, there's a guy in Bellator uh, who who fakes dick punches and, and goes down and which, then tries to get the other guy disqualified all the time. That's a thing. Which Pittsburgh Steeler, the guy that died of and had CTA and his brain was like the size of a fist? Mike Webster? Yeah, 
Mean like Joe Webster. Green. He, he really? Mean <laughs> no. Joe from the Coca Cola commercial? Yeah, he gave he, he threw his jersey at him. All right. Do you have anything you want to shit on about Kevin Green? AEW. Let's just name dead Steelers that he could have brought. <laughs> Kevin Green. Let's, let's name dead Steelers till we get to two hours. Uh... <laughs> pa- oh, Palomalo. Okay. What's that guy's name? Palomalo. 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 He had those, uh, he fought those his hair. Uh, Pantene commercials. Hey, he fought his hair. Yeah. All right. What do you want to okay. shit on? Well, main event, the whole show. <laughs> I mean, this was – I actually didn't mind the main event, the Dustin Rhodes-Camarado uh, bull rope match. I, when they announced it, I didn't know why the hell it was happening. I guess there was somehow a bull rope involved in that battle royale for casino. No, it was, the, uh, it was the cowbell. The, yeah. Well, yeah, he came cowbell. down with a bull rope. He took him over to ring the bull rope well, on the cowbell. The cowbell on the bull rope. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what was the chain called in the, uh, the pay-per-view watch? Cow chain? Cow link? Yeah, that's a cow chain. That's cow a cow chain. chain. Yeah. Okay, sure. You, you I, people you at home might know what it's called. A cow seen chain. A cow get dragged around by on a chain. No. <laughs> the only time Fuck I've ever seen a cow silly. get dragged around by Fuck anything was brave. was uh, uh, most extreme elimination challenge when they would have to pick a door to go through and they would grab onto the rope and some of the ropes you would pull onto a, would be a cow. They would get dragged through the door by a cow. Am I alone in this? Most extreme elimination. I don't remember that. I remember that show. Is that what that is? MXC, MXC, yeah. On YouTube. Very inappropriate. Do not watch it, children. With the the stars, Kenny Blankenship and Vic Romano. Yes. This was straight up bad. Uh, I I can't explain enough how unlikable the whole show comes off when it's the the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Omega, like, all doing whatever they think would be the best for their careers. Uh, you know, I After, got kind of excited with the first match where it was Young Bucks versus Death Triangle, and I was just like, okay, well, maybe we'll get some comeuppance here. And no, there was no comeuppance. Well, so, Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Do you, like, you have all these guys, right? All these people. They continually have the Young Bucks defeat the best talent. Like, eventually, I don't understand. They do this all over the place. Eventually, you start. I mean, look at the. There's a. Bobby Lashley's fighting Drew McIntyre again. How many times does the loser get a shot at the title? When do you go to the back of the fucking line? Right? And they continue to do this. If you want to look, make the Young Bucks look good. You have them keep beating dummies and you have the other team keep beating dummies. And then you feed the other team to the young bucks and the young bucks beats them. You don't have them continually beat the top tag teams you have every week. Like what the fuck? We just fought you and beat you. Why are we fighting you again? Oh, there's another team that's supposed to be good, but guess what? They really suck. And we're so good. Eventually what happens did they just lose to Layla Hurst's <laughs> What happens? I don't get it. I'm just like, I'm just so sick of seeing it. Like, let me get, I wouldn't mind a week starts off. Right. Where they, we're going to give a team a chance and it's, yo, the varsity blondes, have them beat them, right? They just did a couple weeks ago. They're the teams you're going to beat. Not fucking Pack and Pentagon. Yeah, I don't get it. 
Like, you know what I mean? And then they'll... Also, like, they're not believable, man. They're, like, not the most athletic team. They're not the most physically fit team. They got tits and guts, and I'm sick of fucking looking at them. And they also, like, they're not the most cohesive team. No. So it's like there's nothing about them. It's like, yeah, these guys are really the best in the world. It's like, no, man, there's you've got, like, five other teams that are, like, way more entertaining than this fucking clowns. Yeah, Pac and Penta El Zero Miedo do not wrestle tag team matches often that I see, and they were more exciting. Yeah, like Penta's like, in that team, Penta is the heavy. He's the guy slapping the shit out of everybody, and Pac is the athletic guy. Yeah. And right there, you you just said everything that's like, you know, right there is everything that Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson aren't. No, they're fucking... They're neither heavy nor athletic. Come on, man, with this bullshit. It very much feels like you got invited to the rich kid's house for a party or something, and you guys are all playing, I don't know, basketball, but you're like, oh, you got to let make sure they win in the end of the game or they're going to cry. You're not going to get invited back to their house. Like, right. That's just how this comes off when you're watching it. Uh, and it's part of it is the fact that the other guys are so entertaining in such short spurts that it, it makes it look even more ridiculous. Like Nick Jackson rips off Penta's mask and he's got the, uh, another Joker mask. Another Joker under, mask. He's like screamed at him. Like, ah, I knew you were going to do that. You is there a better, like there's a, a, like, one of the most entertaining great. spots in AEW is when someone turns around and they see Pentel Zero Miedo standing behind them and he gives them the Zero Miedo. Like it's one of the most entertaining spots in AEW. And then I... he, we just watched Pac dominate in that match. And then you got to go, okay, we, now this fucking hillbilly with the hair dye is going to kick out of two, three finishers in a row and completely nerf these guys. Like, and I don't yeah, give a nerfing shit is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, they're running in on like, all the run-ins and shit. Like, there was plenty of interference from the other team, too. So it was like, yeah, Kazarian running in and stuff and interfering. And it was just like, oh, God. I'm, Kazarian, I'm, by I'm the way, who was, who was the guy that interfered in the main event during the pay-per-view that we couldn't figure we out couldn't who figure it was. We couldn't figure out who it was. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. All right, so here you go. You have Frankie Kazarian. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no. He didn't he didn't enter in he it was the tag match against Moxon. Oh, is that that's what it was? Where, yeah, that's we where we couldn't figure out who we it was. We couldn't figure out who it was. We were like some so, dude. Right. So here's the <laughs> Might thing. Might have been Carl Anderson. They all look the same. So you have Frankie Kazarian, right? He's pissed off that they uh ended his tag team with uh, Christopher Daniels. Okay, so he's now the elite Hunter, he's going to hunt all these guys down. He's going to sneak attack them. It's going to culminate in a match. And guess what? Frankie Kazarian's going to fucking lose. Right. He's not gonna get his that's how it's going to no go one down. Gets so they're going to have this off. That's what I'm trying. I try to explain this. It's only as it's only works when the bad guy gets his come up in. Yes. You gotta beat the bad guy eventually. You gotta beat the bad guy. I loved Ric Flair. You know what I liked even more? Watch him get beat up. Get watch him watch when Dust when I turned on Saturday morning wrestling and Dusty Rhodes had that fucking belt around his big belly. I was so happy because you couldn't watch pay per view. There were no pay per views back then. You said to wait for the next week to see what happened. But, you know, it, 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 I don't know. It's just we're just going in circles. Yep. And guess what? They got fans now and. What's your fucking excuse? They're going to start booing. Go ahead, Brandon. No, they yeah, don't. Oh, oh, yeah. Whoa, oh, oh. Fucking 
Kenny Olivier. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fuck. It's, it's Kenny become Oliva. so And they obvious. have, wait, and when you go, I'm sorry, when you go on Twitter, when I look, when you send me something and I go through the thread, because I don't have a Twitter. So I go through when you do, and it's the typical, I have no argument. So what I'm going to do is call you a hater. Yes. This isn't good, and this is why you just hate it. Yeah. Also, I I have my my profile image is Kenny Omega's face, and I'm defending Kenny Omega because I have nothing better to do with my life. Kenny Olivier. Kenny 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 Olivier. Olivier. Brandon, go ahead. (sighs) Yeah, and it's it's become so bad at this point in my mind where between. Kenny Olivier and the Young Bucks, I they make you feel stupid for watching mm-hmm. because you're like you're such a fool for even checking this shit out and thinking anything but this would happen. And then they lean on their boy, who's who's going to take the uh, liberty on himself to mix things up. Cody Rhodes, he's going to take the L out of the group for the week and and uh, pump up QT Marshall. Got to make sure he, which looks is good. almost worse than the other two. The other two, Anthony nice, Gogo down. QT Marshall's like. Bad at wrestling, bad at promos. His body is bad. His face is bad. His hair is bad. There's nothing about QT Marshall that I want to watch. Why? And it's Cody not, Rose it's, likes him. It's go away heat. This is the classic go away heat. Yeah. Where you're like, you don't care. Like, I don't. Fu-. He comes on my TV. I don't hate him because he's good at his job and he makes me hate him. I hate him because, God, I got to sit through 20 minutes of this fucking dickhead. I do have I do yeah, have a point I, to make though about this tag match. So Eddie Kingston, unless you have any more points about QT Marshall. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So Eddie Kingston interferes and um in the match. We get no John Moxley. Is there a possibility that John Moxley got the living shit kicked out of him and lost the pay per view because he's going to go watch his wife have a kid? No, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what was happening. Well, I I I read an article online. <laughs> I, I did. I forgot to no, wait, I forgot to send this to you. Where they talk about how he might be hurt and this might be going on and oh. this might be going on. <laughs> okay. And I was like, dude, this way his wife's like ready to burst. And his but he also may be going home to be with his wife who's uh, expecting. Okay. I and know I that she's like, like ready to burst, so I'm yeah. assuming like he got beat out of the company almost. Yeah, and if you like, yo, if you want to make, if you want to make, like, I'm sorry, just to interrupt real quick. If you want to make th- these, like, the young bucks, you want to get get them, like, make them the good bad guys that, like, people believe. Feed them that rap team. I mean, right. let's, well, they're let's, heels, let's, though. Well, yo, you make them wrestle the young bucks. Well, are the young bucks heels? Everybody's cheering them. Yeah, well, but like, like they act like heels, but everybody goes, that, yay. I love that. Alex Caster is almost getting over. Yeah. Shit yeah. on people. He's getting over. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I hated him. Now I love him. Yeah. Final, thought, yeah. final thoughts on AEW. Do we do we want to talk about these cuts? And if any, oh yeah, we should sign Let me go pee people. again. Then I'm sorry. All right, let's talk about the uh, people that were released from WWE. It's funny because I bring up the list and someone just got my clickbait. Twelfth Man Times, whatever that is. It sounds like some. Oh, it's British football. I bet it is. 12th man. That's us, the fans. Okay, so, oh man, they have all kinds of opinion in this article. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to read it, but uh, let's talk about the um, 
the list of people. I'll start at the bottom. Um, people that were released. So Santana Garrett, who was a big indie wrestler, um, and she got signed after one of the May Youngs, and um, she got released. But she wasn't really getting used, so I'm not too worried about that. But Buddy Murphy, the Murph, he got released. Yeah, that surprised me a little bit. Yeah, he was just in a storyline with. Um, he just came back, and when when Seth Rollins came back, he was in a little bit of a storyline with Seth Rollins again. He used to be married. Uh, was he engaged to? Who's the woman that's with the fiend? Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. He was engaged to her for a while. I don't know. Ruby Riot got released. This is a big one because Ruby Riot got hurt. And she's a really good wrestler, and you had the Riot Squad, which is named after her. So what does everybody, like, I don't get this. Lana gets released, which makes sense. I don't know. Let, me way, just go, let me just go through the list, and we'll talk about it, okay? Okay. So Alistair Black got released after they just fucking built him up with promos and all this kind of shit. And Braun Strowman, which is absolutely fucking shocking that they released this dude. This dude that was seems the like. to me. This dude seems like he's like like bread and butter Vince McMahon fucking signing. He's like humongous. He's a monster. I, I don't get it. But Brandon, go ahead. Thoughts? We start with Braun Strowman. Whoever. Start with whoever you want. Well, yeah, okay. The one thing I wanted to mention, Ruby Riot got released on SmackDown on Friday. Liv Morgan comes out, and they reference, like, where, where are her uh, – partners she, she's without her squad and i was like jesus are you fucking serious like, completely not like a bunch of dopes just fire the rest of the people that he oh was working God. with <laughs> like they're insulting our intelligence at this point yeah like you, you don't know they just did the weirdest shit about like wwe it's like like they try to play this like weird like it's story but it's real like what the fuck dude this woman got it's just, fired. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. They just had Strowman at the last pay per view, right? He was in the main event or one of the major mm. match title matches. Yeah, it was a triple threat. We triple threat. We watched it, and it was actually a lot of fun. And I was shocked. It was probably my favorite Strowman match. Now that one with the ambulance, man. Ooh. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. I think yeah, some big names. I. I didn't mention this in AEW, but uh, Miro references he's got a hot wife on AEW. Oh, that promo was it's great, the first time by he's, the way. He's re- yeah, very good. It's the first time he's really referenced Lana, though, that I can remember. I'm, I'm wondering if you'll see her come over there. It seemed like it was a, a a pointed thing that the moment she's released the next day, he mentions her on uh, the show. But Yeah, so it's interesting because it's like some of them make sense. Okay, Santana Garrett, she gets released. Nobody, you're not using her at all. I mean, could could you guys pick Santana Garrett out of a lineup? No, I right. said no I know who she I'd is go- just because I'm a women's wrestling dork. That's how I know who she is. I I every time I see her name when I was looking at these lists, I continually had to Google her. Like who's this? Like, it just wouldn't stick. Yeah, it just didn't stick. Uh, Buddy Murphy, okay, he wasn't really being used. It kind of makes sense. Um, Lana, because of Rusev, it seemed like it was like, okay. She Matter of time. Yeah, she was about to leave. And Alistair Black, be because of, uh, Rhea, uh, what's her name? Um, what the hell is her name? Uh, Rhea Trinidad. Trinidad. Yeah, Thea Trinidad. I Thea Trinidad. Trinidad. I can't remember. I can't remember. 
WWE. Yeah. Thea Trinidad was let go because of her involvement with uh, pay sites. And WWE wanted to control them, and she was like, fuck no. Mm-hmm. But, like, Braun Strowman makes no sense. And Ruby Ryan makes no fucking sense. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, the, the reason, I get it. They're trying to cut fucking, maybe they were up for a contract, and they were asking for a raise. And then WWE was like, nah, we can't give you a raise. Oh, by the way, your contract's up. Sorry. How do we know that Braun Strowman still wanted to be there? That's also a possibility. You know, I mean, we don't know the inside story. We don't know any of it. We just see what they put on social media. We're like, thank you very much, person that fired me. This is the greatest thing I ever. I don't. I don't. Get I don't understand that. that. Like, if I get fired from Why a place, don't they go place, on TV? Like, what? Fuck yo, you, motherfucker. Yo, fuck you, dirtbag. <laughs> I'll see you in a couple of years, and I'm a Jesus. fucking millionaire, bitch. I'm fucking take this ball. I'm gonna throw it up your ass. That was Major League, by the way. Every time I pitch against you, I'm going to shove it up your ass. Um, Ruby, so if you want to talk about AEW, Lana, uh, under no circumstances, should she be anything but a valet. Right. And she a mouthpiece. Fan, and let's talk about it. She was fantastic as Russian, fake Russian accent valet. She was yeah. fucking amazing. Um, they put her in the ring, man, and she just was. And I didn't mind her as the lovable loser for a while when they were just kept putting her through tables. But, you know, it just really didn't work for me. Ruby Riot, I think you could add her if you're going to use your women's division. Which they've been doing. They just don't use As opposed to having AEW heels. And it's, you know, an infinite number of pictures, pictures of Brandy Rhodes. Um, do, she would be great in their women's division. She adds a spark to any match that she's involved in. If you remember, she popped up in NXT, and when she came up, when they had her in NXT, she was immediately right on the top. You know, involved in triple threat matches for the championships, diving off shit. I mean, she was like one of their, I don't know who was the main core of uh, like upper echelon card women at that point in NXT, but she came in, she she wrestled like twice, and then boom, she was right there. Right. She would be a nice, like, they're using their women's division a little bit more. She'd be a great shot in the arm for that. Um, But, you know, the rest of them, Buddy Murphy, I don't care. Uh, the big shocker to me, I, I'm the same way. that Look, I couldn't stand Braun Strowman, but I don't like Giants. No. I don't like it. So, uh, you know, but that, to me, there's a massive market. There are people that love those guys. I can't see why they would let him go. It's just, you know, that's Vince, man. That's Vince's guy, dude. He's always had one of those. Brandon, go ahead. I looked this up. I wonder with him, he had had some interviews right when AEW was picking up and WWE was in that we got to keep everybody from AEW mode that he held out and got some big deal. I almost wonder if what that is is him like, like they cut him from his contract and they're going to pick him back up in three months on some deal for half the price or something like that. Just a guess. I don't know. But all right, let's let's play a little game. I'll I'll, I'll go through this list and I'll say where they end up. I'll skip Santana Garrett. <laughs> Sorry, Santana. Stardom. Uh, yeah, she'll. I don't know if she'll end up in Stardom because they have they can't bring any people over right now. But maybe eventually. But um, Buddy Murphy, Brandon Good. New Japan. I this I think Buddy Murphy screams New Japan. He's Australian. Yes, I think for sure he's in New Japan. Okay. 
Yeah, because I was going to say I was my initial response was, you know, nobody gives a shot, shit about a mid Carter. I would definitely say AEW or Impact would definitely well, spend money on a mid Carter just because he used to be with WWE. Um, and well, I, remember, you know what? Chris, no, I'm stick. I'm sticking with this. I'm sticking with Impact. Okay. Remember, Chris, he was like the star of that 205 Live brand yeah, that Kent cared. was on. They might be buzz. sure, but but those were the guys that are good in, in New Japan. Like I don't know. No, I, I I see what you're saying, and I, and the Australian connection too. But I can just see one of these. I can see especially fucking that knockoff piece of shit Impact would throw everything they got at him just because he was in a top. Uh, he was in a um, main main event, I guess, or you know, up on the card storyline with Seth Rollins. And he was he's a WWE cast off. They love that shit. And also nobody nobody shit on Buddy Murphy for his work rate. No. No, he's very great. He's amazing in the ring and physically he looks fucking fantastic. I'm looking at a picture right now. He's got great tits. Yeah, he's probably their next champion. He'll beat Killer Moose. Cans. Yes. All right, how about Ruby Riot? I think Ruby Riot screams AEW. Yeah, me too. I think she could revolutionize that fucking women's division. Just as she doesn't have to hold a title, I think she could just Increase their work rate and work with the girls. Brandon? I got to agree with you again. That's like a dream come true for them if if they're looking at this correctly. That's the exact type of person that they were hoping someone else would drop that they can bolster out what they're trying to do there. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. And super – you bring her in as a super baby face? Yeah. I I think that she – She screams at her fan base too. Yes. And also – she is very, without the shoot background, she's very um, Thunderosa, like same kind of similar move set, like without the without the you know MMA background. So like if you can't sign Thunderosa long term and she's going to NWA, then you've got Ruby Riot to fall back on to be a feud with people. All right, Lana's going. We said AEW probably right. Uh, Alistair Black, what are you thinking? I have no idea, man. He might be toast. Chris? Yeah, he's the toughest one of the group. I would think... I Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to throw it out there. Well, I don't know if they're doing shows, but I would see... I could see him like Ring of Honor or Impact as well. Well, Impact. he's European, so I feel like he's immediately leaving the U.S. Right. Yeah, but he's married to an American. He's married to an American. Well, that's though. true. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a hard one to pin down. But I, I, like I said, I'm going right back to that WWE mid-carder. You, let's sign a guy solely because he used to work for WWE being Alistair, uh, Impact. I'm going to take a, a complete shot in the dark here. If this hits, I'm going to bring it back up. I think he's going to go the, the pack route and go to like Dragon Gate or something and go wrestle his ass off for a little no, while. That's true. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Up. I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up in someplace like Noah. Yeah. And worked for a little while and then maybe DDT. At DDT's that, comedy, I think. That's the big thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, go to go to New Japan, go to Japan. It's like, well, they're dealing. They can't even get the Olympics in there. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like it's 
If he's coming out, like, these guys are going to have to sign someplace soon to make some money. Japan, you might not be signing anywhere until fucking August. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure really where. And, and lastly, it's Braun Strowman. I, I, I don't think Braun Strowman has to do professional wrestling. No. I don't think he needs to go anywhere. No, he, he look, he was a strong man. Yeah. He was, a, and, you know, he, he suffered. So, you know, I, I, when I was a strong man and things got tough, I just became a professional wrestler. So if you're having a hard time making money, maybe you should find another job. Oh, I don't feel guy. bad for that fucking guy. I don't feel bad for fuck him either. That. I don't feel bad for him either. I don't feel bad at all. I just don't understand. Why he got yeah, no, neither do it I. has to be a money neither issue. I. I would wouldn't be surprised if he well, goes, does other shit, and gets re-signed eventually. Let's go. Let's send this to the corporate expert. So Brandon, they okay. hire they hire that con guy, and they hire. I don't know. Remember what his first name was. There's the con that works for WWE. Right. There's Johnny another. I be, and there's another. There's a woman. Kubla. I believe. Kubla Khan. And let's let's a woman. Let's call her. Yula McGillicuddy. Let's call. Ooh, let's call her Baby Doll. And they hire Baby Doll. She's running the. When they bring these two new corporate officers in, do you think maybe they look at what's going on and they just start cutting salaries? Yes. I think that's Who's a the lot. big one? Who can we get rid of? Who do you not have plans with? Because remember, Braun Strowman get, probably get paid. I think that's a lot what of all money. this is. Yeah. Like, let's not. It's, it has nothing to do with the. You know, we always look at we always look at people getting released and people getting signed, and we think like, oh, it must have been dead. They must have fucked up. They must have done something like that. It might just be money, man. The money. last cuts have been money. Money. And there's also a theory out there that Vince wants to sell the company. Yeah, that's not. I don't believe that for a second. I mean, I don't cutting believe costs, that cutting costs, and second. trying to pursue fake relationships with New Japan Pro Wrestling it, it would build to that storyline. You know what I mean? You know? I can see why people would say that. I don't think that's. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, it's a legacy company. I why? I mean, what? What's the benefit of him selling the company when it's obvious that the kids want to take it over? Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know how obvious it is. I mean, they're still heavily involved in it. But you you could sign a deal with someone where you sell the, the company and you are guaranteed a spot in the uh, decision that's making true. and all that that's, stuff. That's true as well too. So I don't know. He he could be so nuts too, where he's like, nobody can do this for me but me. Like if I'm gonna retire, Shane and Shane and Steph aren't gonna be able to make money like this. Let's just sell it and I'll do what's best for them, to, despite what they think. I'll, I'll do it. it. I've seen the way I've seen the way Shane handles stress. No one handled could handle Shawn Michaels the way I did. I just placated him and fed him drugs until he got to the main event of WrestleMania. No one else has the heartlessness of me. They think it was God that took fixed this back. But it was me! It was me all along! His back was in pain. I injected him with poison. The NWO, for those who don't remember that. All right, any final thoughts? Oh, he had a heart attack and fell off the chair. <laughs> Every night, Shawn Michaels passed out on drugs. Uh, Vince gave him a syringe full of stem cells from some other wrestler's kid and had him inject him into his back. <laughs> Triple H just pumped him into his Chris back. Chris Benoit's kid. It's like Chris Benoit's kid was yeah. all <laughs> Whoa, did I say it out loud? I didn't mean yeah, that. Okay. Sorry. Uh, what was I going to say? Shit, I had a joke. All right. I don't have any final oh, thoughts. Every night. That's why, it's, that's why Shawn Michaels 
was hurt because every night he was sucking his blood for the adrenochrome. <laughs> yes, that's it. He was adrenochrome. Oh, Reed Flair's adrenochrome. <laughs> Give me some adrenochrome. That's how I stay my, alive. My brother, my brother Reed. He's <laughs> like, it's like Blade. Flair. Meanwhile, it's wait, is that Flair? It's like, yeah. Meanwhile, it's like it's like Blade, where they have all these dead wrestlers in bags. And they're hanging <laughs> <laughs> like a meat locker. They're just sucking all the the nutrients from their bone marrow. <clears throat> like Jesus Creepers, he's, he's taking body parts off the other. Smelling <laughs> underwear and taking body parts. I'm going to myself the greatest wrestler ever. What if, what if Grizzly Smith was Jeepers Creepers? He's taking <laughs> body parts and sniffing underwear. I don't want, I don't want her. I want you. <laughs> All right. All right, that's long enough. Yeah, we've had enough. All right, so uh, next week we got a NXT in your house, which uh, doesn't sound all that great. I'm not too excited for it. Less, oh, uh, less uh, take. Listen, can we? I don't want to watch. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have to do anything. The week we after that, to. we got Hell in a Cell too. Just uh, no, we're not covering that. Fuck no, that. we are covering it, but we're not doing a preview. We'll okay. just watch it. We'll watch it go. Right. We're uh, going what dry. is that? Well, yeah, but the, the Sunday night ones I don't mind because I actually watch them one that while they happen. Yeah. So. Not me. I'll be at work. Then I'll pretend I watch. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us this week. Enjoy us here every week at Wrestling Is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I am Jim. 